Hello, listening people. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 indeed, Bartek. It is December, the time of our Lord and Savior... Ryan Slawinski, the host of Spin Polish Presents. I was gearing up to say your name since you said mine, but you beat me to it. You know, I'm the patron saint of uh, podcasts, and you are my faithful servant, Bartek. I'm also a patron saint. Of being a servant to me. No, no, no. Yeah, I think that's right. So listening people, I'm a patron saint of juxtaposition between sponges and lamps. Okay, guys, we're Spin Polish, likingly because we're always spitting, and we both happen to be Polish. And on our show, Unappreciated Masterpieces... saints, apparently. (laughs) We can be Polish and saints. What are you saying? Polish people aren't saints? Hear that, Poland? One of your own is betraying you. Oh, It's not like I've talked shit about you in other episodes, When I said and, I meant on top of. Not, oh, so, not, not, so you're saying the Polish people are nothing but not, bottoms. Not in spite of. <laughs> we are clearly tops, bottom. We're not bottoms, oh, Ryan, we are clearly tops. Ryan, you didn't get the memo. <laughs> we are power bottoms? We generate power from the bottom? Yeah. Good. So, Bartek, we all know the Polish people are clearly bears, but they could be otters too. But Bartek, we're doing our show Unappreciated Masterpieces in which we do... A feature commentary track for a movie that seemingly doesn't deserve one. but Feature we say, length, even. Feature length. We say, hey, guys, every film is a piece of art. Every film has something meaningful to say. Every film has a nugget of truth, a nugget of wisdom, and all those nuggets add up to a piece of art. And we want to analyze and delve in and appreciate the piece of art that is whatever piece of cinema we are covering in the episode. Bartek? Okay, but I have a question. Yeah, sure. So I found this video on YouTube, this this episode. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, so, um, and I'm watching it, and it's just a still image of, you know, our logo. So when does the movie start so I can watch it? Oh, that's okay. I'll do a countdown later on. Okay, good, good. Because if I don't see the movie, I'm leaving a dislike. Oh, okay, fair enough. Right, yeah. <laughs> Bartek, well, I need to know what the movie is. You have to tell me. <sighs> if I must, I mean, you've gone a long time without asking me to say what the movie is, Okay, Ryan, good. So I, I'll, let you, I'll let you off this time. You better. This episode, we are doing Ukrite Pienkno. Sorry, repeat that one again? We are doing Ukrite Pienkno. Ukrite? Ukrite piękno. Piękno. Mm-hmm. Oh, fair enough. So oh, that was all right pronunciation. I I know, I know, I nailed it, nailed it. So guys, get your copy of Ukrite <laughs> piękno and get it okay, ready. Okay, now that was bad. <laughs> get your copy of get your copy of Harry Carry. No, whatever other words I want to use. I don't know what you're saying. Bartek, is that English? Well, I, I know because you can pronounce it. What is it? What language are you speaking? Because I'm speaking English. Was, that wasn't English. It was in the national language of spit in Polish and power bottoms. Oh, Polish. right. There's that. We got, went through this in an episode before, but there was like this secret gay language that people used to use at the turn of the century. So, okay. I think I remember us talking so about So we're using that. that gay language? Is that what we're using because we're power bottoms? I mean, that doesn't mean gay just means you're a power bottom. You're true. You're true on that, but we are both... Thank you. T- I'm true. <laughs> you are true on that. But, okay, you're right. You don't have to be gay to be a power bottom, but you definitely have to be gay to be a bear. Now, Bartek, translate that into English, the title. Ukrite piękno means hidden beauty. Hidden beauty? Yeah. Now, this could be many movies that are combined together. This could be Hidden Figures meets Beauty and the Beast. Hidden beauty. Hidden Beast. 
Hidden. No, 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 no. That's, be- that's a completely different film. Beast figures. <laughs> that would be the he name. He looked like a beast, but he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trump? We're talking about you, buddy. We're going to at you on this one. Hidden Trump. No, no, he's the hidden beast, but uh, actually he's not hidden. He's out in the public eye. Bartek, we're doing hidden f- hidden figures? Well, what are we doing? <laughs> I forgot. No, Ryan, we're not doing hidden figures. In fact, the film doesn't even have hidden in the title. Oh. It's Collateral Beauty. Collateral Beauty? Well, from that, 2016. With Will Smith? Will Smith. He's back again. He's back again trying to win an Oscar, but we need someone who said, hey, no Oscar for Will Smith. What I'm saying is we need a judge from the Oscars that was oh, from... totally voting on white people that year. Hashtag guest oh, yeah, is so white. Hashtag Oscars are so white. What, what is it called? The Academy of Motion Pictures or whatever? Yeah, yeah. We're joined by Luke Peverell. Hey, listeners. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 indeed. I accidentally, but not on purposely, picked a Christmas movie for this episode. And what a Christmas movie it is, guys. I had no idea. You know what? I, when I was looking at comments afterwards, someone mentioned, like, this is a good Christmas film. It's like, oh, what a coincidence. We're doing the same Christmas. And then I realized, oh, wait, Christmas was in the film. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, guys, at home, you have to get a copy of the film Collateral Beauty from the year 2016 with the great star, Michael Pena. <laughs> I'm clapping off uh, yes, from clap, off, from off Observant Report. Clap! He's a Scientologist. Clap! 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 Didn't know that. Is he a Scientologist? He's one of the highest ranking. Well, I'll be. Yeah, you I'm will. Surprised he's allowed to be in Hollywood and do that acting thing. Oh, so. they own Hollywood, baby. Tom Cruise, what? one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. No, it's I a know. conspiracy. I tell you. When you said that acting thing, I'm like, what acting thing? You mean acting? <laughs> you know all that you know that acting nonsense. <laughs> what a harsh critique of Michael Peña. Acting. He does that? I thought that was just him. It's a hey, documentary. I loved him in no, no, I thought, I thought from what I interpreted it was like he has an acting style that Scientologists don't use. I'm like, what, what is this? <laughs> Look, to be fair, Being I started... Being Latino, that's... I started <laughs> that sentence and then I'm halfway through I was like, oh yeah, Tom Cruise. So, and let's not forget Nancy Cartwright. And Tron Travolta. <laughs> Tron. Is that like the better built robot of John Travolta? I am no. John Travolta. <laughs> no, no, it's even nuggetier. Oh. <laughs> and he is, and it has more, it has more, more hair. Mm, not hard to do these days. And the I know. Voice actress of Bart Simpson too. Yeah. I said Nancy Cartwright. Yeah, he said oh, you Nancy did. Cartwright. I'm sorry. Listen to me, Bartek. For fucking once. Anyone listen would to think me. he was some kind of Scientologist. So guys, oh, and Michael Peña. Get your. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm surprised. Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact, Michael Peña. So guys, get your copy of the film because I'm going to do a countdown from three. I'm going to say play. You're going to press play at the same time, and hopefully we'll be lined up as we speak about Collateral Beauty. So get ready because I'm going to start this in three, two, one. Play. Hold on to your butts. So, everyone, what's our history with this film? My history of this film is only a few days old. <laughs> really? Do tell. Well, um, I watched it in preparation for today's podcast. And, um, well, it had a. Uh, look, let's not fuck around. It has a star studded lineup. It's got Helen Mirren. Yeah, you just Michael did an Pena. impression of her for some reason. <laughs> yes, just, oh, I did. Uh, a couple of days ago, I was in Red 2. <laughs> Which I still need to see, by the way. What? So I went in with because I love the first. Because Helen Mirren's in and I need and I need all my love for the first one to be destroyed okay. by a shitty sequel. So you were telling me you watched this a couple of days ago. So you watched it for this podcast, of course. I but had it. you heard of it before? I had a vague recollection because see recollection uh, because the problem with my brain is it tends to get things muddled up. So this movie and if you recall, eight pounds kind of got uh, uh, seven pounds, seven pounds right, kind of yeah. got uh, crossed. Uh, so to speak. So when I was watching this, I'm like, wait, doesn't he like walk away from someone's house in the rain? <laughs> no, I, I mean, guess he not. There's a vegetarian dog. What? Something like that. In Seven Pounds? I've never seen Seven Pounds. Oh, okay. Is that the one where he's like, 
hey, it's me, and I want to kill myself. He's killing a lot of people. I, I, he just, I don't know what he it's does. It's the one where he's there. giving his organs to people. Oh, is that oh. the one with the jellyfish? Have you seen it, Bartek? Yeah, I saw it in cinemas. Oh, oh, you need to tell me what it's about. Hey, sometime. guys, look, he's playing Hitch. Oh, uh, look at Will Smith in his purple shirt. Hey, guys, Will Smith is an incredible actor and YouTuber now, for some reason. Well, he knows where the money is, I guess. Well, he, yep. Yeah. So you had heard, you had muddled it up with other Will Smith motivational movie. Okay, fair enough. I'll let you off on that one. But what about you, Bartek? What about you? What's your history with this? This is one of the films, um, in, the, in the context of us doing this podcast, it's been on the list for a long time. And it's one of the ones that, um, yeah. Since it was released in cinemas, basically, it was on the list. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember us talking about it in the old studio. So that, that tells me right there it's been there for a while. Yeah. Um, And, and yeah, it's one that... Like, I, I didn't remember the title of it specifically. I just remembered, oh, there's that film where this happens. And then when Ryan said, we're finally doing Collateral Beauty, I'm like, which one's that? And, you, <laughs> and then you just basically gave me, like, the, the one with Will Smith and the subordinates. I'm like, oh, that one. Right, finally. Yeah, it's like Will Smith plus eight. Yeah. <laughs> eight pounds? <laughs> well, plus six, oh, so we make seven pounds. Eddie Norton and Kate Winslet both. Eddie, Eddie yeah. Norton. Yeah, Eddie Norton was around my house the other day. And Mike Pena. <laughs> no, 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 not Mike Pena. Mickey Pena. <laughs> Mickey, well, Mickey and Eddie were around in my house for margaritas. I don't know why I sound like but you Christopher Walken. Kate gets Kate, though. She doesn't get Katie or Kay. Kay? Yeah, I like, what can I call it? Oh, there's many options, dude. I mean, I would have gone with Catherine, but... Catherine, well, Kate's not always short for Catherine, though. Yeah, but anyway, I'm presumptuous. We've had, oh, three years later. Guys, it's so three years. No ambiguity. Hey, guys, we should have waited three years since the release date to do this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would have been like Will oh. Smith, drained of life and feeling terrible that we he, haven't covered it. So we did, this film is great. So we did, didn't wait long enough for this, but we waited too long for Drop Dead Fred, which had 21 years later. Yeah, well, this is incredible. Hands off, t- hats, hats off to the Domino setter up person. Over 21 to, years. To the per- yeah, I said we waited too long. To the person that was top comment on YouTube that you said, yes, uh, go find their comment. It's great. Yeah, they're basically like, I made the dominoes. Oh, I, I have yet this. to see the movie that comes out December eighteenth, two thousand sixteen, but well, I can't wait to see how it turns I out. I sure hope they did because this is beautiful. It is beautiful to the point in which one idiot could say, "Oh, that's CG." Guess what, guys? It's not. Th- that's just yeah. First time I saw this, I'm like, maybe that's CG, but it's not. Look at it go. Mm. Look at him go. Ah, uh, it's. God, this must have taken him out. It's the... In-universe, that is. In-universe? They said, what, to fall or to create? Uh, To create. Well, they said five days. Five fucking days. And then Michael Pena's like, impressive. Mickey, right. Oh, no, no, I'm not his friend. Luke's his friend. We're not allowed to call Uh, Eddie, Eddie. We have to call him Edward. I'll introduce you guys sometime. But we all have to call her Kate since she was in Titanic. We have to respect her for We might have to call something different because we have a mutual friend named Kate and that might get confusing. Well... Kate that we know wasn't in Titanic. (laughs) The Kate that we know can now be called Katie, which she hates. So, guys, my history with this movie is I know this movie. I did not see it. I remember very, very vividly I was seeing a movie and the trailer came up. And the trailer was like this trailer that was like, Will Smith is happy-go-lucky Will Smith. You know Will Smith? And I'm like, I do know Will Smith, the Fresh Prince himself. And it's like, but guess what, guys? His daughter died. Oh, no. Not Willow. And then (laughs) then he's really depressed. So he writes letters not to people, 
but things. Concepts. Concepts. He writes letters to love, death, and time. But guess what? <gasps> they come and visit him like the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. And they help him grow through his grieving process, and everyone's happy at the end, and... At no point in the trailer does it really and highlight he has these the three friends. The, whatever. The, 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 the gaping hole in this. The gaping thing hole in the up. trailer was, and then why I got interested was I looked at the trailer, but yeah, that looks, you know, Will Smith trying to get an Oscar. Feel good. You know of. how Will Smith's trying to begin. He's been trying to get an Oscar for like fifteen years, so it's he does movies like Seven Pounds, Pursuit of Happiness. Well, Pursuit of Happiness, he didn't get one, and then after that, he, I think he like. No, but he's been trying yeah. actively. I am Legend. He does all these movies. After Earth. After, no, 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 <laughs> no, not kidding, After Earth. He wasn't count. trying with that, but uh, you know, uh, uh, Concussion, the one where he played a real life uh, African doctor who figured out that football players are getting concussion, and there's a there's oh. a there's a bit everyone uses to make fun of that movie where he's doing his accent. He's like, "Why don't you tell the truth? Tell the truth." It's just so funny. But this is one of those ones where I went, oh no, he's trying to get an Oscar again. And he's dragged in A-grade actors with him this time around. A lot of nominees, too. Nominees. And two winners, I think. Two winners. I was going to say, yeah. Kate Winslet's won one, hasn't she? Has she won? Yeah, she has. There's a video of her holding it up. Helen Mirren, she's won one, has she? Uh, I'm assuming seen, she has. Uh, for, yeah. for Caligula, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll do one day. When did Leo sure. win his? Leo's not Leo. in this I know, movie. I'm just wondering. <laughs> he won, that was he won it two years ago. I remember because we talked about Look, that what in I'm saying, Jack. What I'm saying is Will Smith should have won it for The Revenant. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I loved him as... Uh, oh, let me see here. As uh, Tom Hardy. The man. Tom Hardy. <laughs> as the bear. The man with the boundless as accent. As the bear. As the bear. <laughs> <laughs> Bartek, you're a bad person. You know what I love, though? <laughs> if he didn't as the bear... When he swung, each swipe he swung at him, he was like, Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no, I want to get shot. Oh, hell no, I'm not going to get shot. Welcome to Wild Wild West, Leo. But I saw this movie as an Oscar bait movie, so I wasn't interested in it. But then I heard gossip and word of mouth and how people felt really annoyed. And this got like 11% on, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's funny, mm. they're talking about an Oscar on screen right now. Yeah. 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 The baby. We get it, Luke. You want babies. You want his baby in particular. Mikey. But you could be that kid's dad, because uh, if we add up the timeline, Michael Penny would be dead now. It's That's been two years since this event. So um, he dead. But what I was saying was, I heard this thing, and everyone was furious about this movie, giving it low ratings and all this stuff, because the trailer misled them. Mm. The trailer said, hey, it's about this, but it's actually about... Raiden. It's about fucking riding from Metal Gear Solid 2. Let me, don't let me break this pen that Grayson from last week's episode left behind. But everyone was thinking, whoa. They walked in thinking Will Smith's going to be the main character. But the main character is Edward Norton, Kate Winslet, and Michael Pena. It's a movie about these three trying to help Will Smith. And if you really look at the film, Will Smith's the antagonist. Cause, I guess No, no, yeah. because we're seeing it from their point of view yeah. and he's stopping them from wanting what they want. In simple, mm. structural, and writing terms, Will Smith is the antagonist of the movie. He doesn't, mm. not he, meaning he's evil, but he is stopping yeah, our um, heroes from wanting what they want. That's a very interesting observation, actually, because, yeah, we, we do get told that the reason why they're doing everything is because they, they feel like he's unfit to well, either run the company or make that Well, he is. I mean, there's, there's no ambiguity. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's why, as Ryan is saying, he is the antagonist. But it, it's kind of also interesting because I felt like they didn't... 
there was a lot more focus on the emotional aspect, even yeah. though that is, like, the technical underlying thing. So it's a very interesting case of an antagonist. But also, you look at how each actor plays it. So Edward Norton's a little bit, like, gung-ho, where he's like, I'm going to do this to help my friend, and Kate Winslet is the one that's feeling emotionally distraught over doing this. Mm. And Michael Pena, he don't care. He just wants to get things done so he can save his family's well-being. Model mm. employee right there. Because that's their dynamic. Edward Norton is a bit too naive and a bit too headstrong because he's his best friend. So he's like, this will help him. Kate Winslet's a bit unsure and she's a bit mostly involved. And mm. Michael Pena's the more distant one who's like, no, we need to do this. The more cold, logical one. Yeah. Uh, I like that he rides his bicycle all the way across the street so he can dump it, his mail in the mailbox so then he can ride his bicycle away again. What I'm saying is Will Smith rides a bicycle a lot to the point in which my fiance saw a scene in which she's pointed and said, why did he park his bike there? Hmm. And then he proceeded to keep walking away from that bike to his actual bike that he parked on across the road. She's like, oh, okay, I'll forgive that then. Like, apparently she wanted to give him a demerit point for parking his bike somewhere. Can we give a round of applause to <laughs> yeah. Anne Dowd? Can we? Oh, <laughs> she is fantastic in this movie. She's the best. More Anne Dowd in movies. More of her committing mail fraud, please. <laughs> theft. Oh, theft. Sorry, sorry. Yes, theft. Um, but yeah, so I heard about this movie being notoriously, um, against what the trailer said. And you know what? Just to say it, it is. The trailer's a lie. But here's the thing. It's a good lie. Because mm. it's hiding the true sincerity of the movie. It's getting you to come into the cinema. But what it's delivering to you, it isn't a full-on lie, but it is a lie where... Will Smith is important to the movie, but it's, you know, it's it's kind of hiding the truth from you of being like, you know, uh, is Kate Winslet, you know, happy or so, you know, like, or are these actually ghosts or are these actually actors? What's the go on? Because when you're in the trailer, it makes it seem like they're, they're, they're uh, actors, yeah. but also the actual ghosts. And then when you watch the movie, it's like, they're actors, but then are they? Are Ooh. they? Ooh, ambiguous ending. And also, no. <laughs> also yeah. in a world where there's a common, like... I thought you were going to say communists. There's a, <laughs> there like, are a world where there's communists. I mean, there in are, a world. But that's, that's got nothing to do with my point. Um, in a world where we have a lot of debates, like commonly held debates about, like, oh, you shouldn't watch trailers because they're not well made anymore. They, they spoil things. Like, mm -hmm. isn't it kind of refreshing to have a trailer that doesn't, misleads that you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? Like, I know misleading is, like, a negative thing, but... Bartek, I, I would I will qualify that as a yes in a really sad sort of way. Dude. I mean, he's right, though. There are actual trailers I show you the final shots of movies. Uh, and yeah, that's just I mean, the fucking worst. I think if, if... You can even tell, like, if you look at a trailer and it's at le over two minutes long, then you can mm. kind of say... You can sport at least one major Unless it's point. Deadpool, right? Unless... Yeah, because then they just do <laughs> And then it's just him being like, Hey, it's me, Bob Ross. But, yeah, this movie, I agree. It's good that it kind of mis misleads you into thinking things in a level. Because that's a, the art of a trailer. To be honest, I never watch trailers. Only yeah. when I go to the cinema and I'm forced to see trailers. Pretty much and the same here. I love me. watching trailers and he mm, I don't know. I don't I'd hate rather, them. I just don't I'd rather just see the movie. Actually, the best part of getting to the movies early is the Val Morgan advertisement. Oh, okay. That's a real local reference. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. You gotta see it, guys. Hey, listener in Zambia. <laughs> do you like those episodes? I, do you like those ads? I like, I like the ads for um, Morgan. that one real estate company where <laughs> yeah, it has one. 
I can't remember the name, but it has nothing to do with anything. Like, they do something epic, and then, like, yeah, I feel great. I just bought a house. My thing is, when I'm at the cinema, and I have my chocolates and drink and whatever, this is me 100% all the time, every time. Even if it's a trailer I like. I'm sitting there, and I'm just whispering to my friends shit about the trailers. Like, like it's mm. like this one. I remember sitting with my fiancé, Rachel, and being like, look at Will Smith crying. What a... <laughs> Look at him like, now. He, he does not look well, and that's underselling He's it. trying to find the pursuit to happiness, man. <laughs> <laughs> got a dream? Go get it. <laughs> he went... Jeez, he looks fucking mad, doesn't he? Well, man, you should see him later in the movie when he starts yearing, yelling at yeah, Kira no, I, I remember that. Jesus, he goes off. <laughs> he goes off big time. So we have a lot of returning actors for this episode. Michael Ooh. Pena, Kira Knightley, Will Smith. Yep. Uh, uh, the Golden uh, Statue. I can't believe... Is there someone else? I feel like there's others. It felt like there were a have lot. Have we had Anne those... Dowd before? I feel like we might have. What else has Anne Dowd been in? She's in everything. She's yeah. the chicken handmaid's tale. Oh, yeah. She's, I don't know, woman. Some stuff. She's also in this great movie called Compliance, which is based on a true story about a guy who used to phone up fast food chains and pretend to be a police officer and make them do things because they were, they felt like they're under the compliance of the law to do all these nasty things. It's a real good movie. She plays like the fry cook manager and it's great. I like the little girl in this. She felt like she's going to go somewhere, I reckon. I've mm. seen Barry before. He's good for Bazza, you mean? Bazza. Guess what? He's not Barry. <laughs> That's not Barry? Oh no. He's the oh, doorman. Oh my gosh. We I never th- meet so Barry. When, when when she was like Barry said I need to do this. She's kind of like gestured to the doorman. <laughs> no, the doorman's like her muscle. Oh, oh like, look. A, a, a modern reference to Hamilton. Oh, right. I thought you meant look behind them and how they have the the Hanukkah imagery in the background with the um, candles. <laughs> but it's only partially in the frame. Because remember, this is a Christmas movie, people. Yeah, no Jews allowed, <laughs> as Mel Gibson so you, said, you said Hanukkah symbolism, and I saw the like the ring of the, the Christmassy thing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? No, no, on the right-hand side of the frame, like there's the, the candelabra, candle, candelabra, whatever it's called. Um, I don't, I can't remember what they're called, but yes, mm. I, I, my, 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 uh, Jewish references are very low. I was going to say dreidel. My, my, <laughs> no, that's the top. I know, I know. Okay. They're the Beyblades hey, of someone religion. Else is demonstrating know, their faith. I know that <laughs> I, I learned the name of that candelabra thing from a Chaser's War and Everything I sketch. learned it from Rugrats. Oh yeah, because there are some Jews in that, aren't there? They're, they're what, so? Jews. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. On, you know, uh, people of the Jewish um, Did you hear me say Jews and thought I said something offensive? No, no I thought you said, <laughs> yes, they are some Jews. <laughs> Whoa, Bartek, calm down. Hey, uh, Bartek, are there Jews in Poland? Not anymore. They were at a time, <laughs> they were. But then, um, I don't want to name names, but, you know, some... Kiddo. Some, you know, some nasty men came along and decided, and decided, no more. But Luke's looking really annoyed and disgusted <laughs> that we're pussyfooting around Nazis. But, 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 let's, also the... not, but let's not also forget, one of the things that people don't want to point out is, Poland was very anti-Semitic too before <laughs> the Second World War, because they were the biggest Poli- uh, uh, Jewish population in Europe at the time, so... Mm. Yeah, it's not easy. Now this scene was great. Yeah, I love Edward I really Norton, like and I love that he's really just casually casual. And uh, Will Smith, look at him emote. He's gritting his teeth. Yeah, he's doing that classic Will Smith. He's nodding, furrowed, furrowed brow. 
He's nodding. I imagine this is how Will Smith communicates with his son, Jaden. Yeah. <laughs> they don't talk Jayden. anymore. They just nod and grunt. <laughs> no, no, no. Jaden after... talks constantly. Oh, Jaden won't shut up. He's got so many ideas. Dad, I'm a tree. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then evolves into shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My fiance was like, "This feels like a Wes Anderson movie." Then I went, "There's Wes Anderson, <laughs> like the, the, the guy with the long hair. Yeah. He looks exactly like Wes Anderson." Oh, the, the girl, the woman that the camera was on just before the Wes Anderson look like. I thought that was Lindsay Lohan for a second. <laughs> Funny as now, guys. Yeah, baby. No, no, I was gonna say, hey, do you want to use an Apple computer? I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just well, why after we watching wa- this movie, I feel like buying Apple products. I just don't know why. It's so well, odd. Why are we watching this film on a Dell computer? Well, I haven't bought my Apple computer yet, buddy. But you watched it last night. Yeah, I know. But here's the thing, man. Apple is so good at ordering products in super quick that I was the fool and assumed that they couldn't order them in real quick. So I have waited until after we record to phone up Apple support and say, Hey, Apple, can I have a computer? And they're like, of course you can. We're Apple. We love giving products that are very good in quality. And then they say, but it'll take some time to get there. And then you'll be like, oh, time like the movie. Oh, my God. Fun fact. I didn't know that was Keira Knightley until they showed the close-up on her face when she was just talking in a profile. I'm like, yeah, who's yeah, this exactly. lady? That's what I thought too when I first saw it. I'm like, and then it's just another no, no. character. <laughs> it's just Andal. It's some other ancient. No, I legit gasped. I went, oh, it's her. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was genuinely surprised. Like, I knew she was in this, but I didn't know it was her until they cut to the close-up. Like, oh, it's Kira. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to feel about these stairs as like the main stairwell for oh, this Oh well, workplace. dude. Here's the reason. You see, they have to go up. Will Smith has three abstractions that he likes oh, to yeah. use in everyday life. Really? You see, one of them is time. Yeah. One of them's love, and the yeah. other one is funky stairs. Ah, oh, funky so stairs. So he starts writing letters to the to concepts of funky time, death, love. <laughs> time, love, you may be and funky, funky stairs. But my life doesn't feel so funky right now. <laughs> I wish I could throw myself down you. And they get uh. an actor who's like a complete doormat to play those stairs. No, no, no. They no. get a complete doorman who we saw earlier. No, yeah. they get they get Jim Henson's son. <laughs> to do a puppet door <laughs> puppet staircase with eyes and a mouth and it's just doing like one of those new Muppet voices and it's gigantic oh it's huge and he's actually sitting on it right now <laughs> Luke you you do plays oh, musicals yeah. more yeah, musicals often mostly, yeah. um, um, would you want to be in this play I don't know like the theatre looks nice but the, the words feel like really low budget Shakespeare well, and the twenty thousand doesn't interest you. Yeah, dude. No. Twenty thousand. I'm no. an artist. I don't work for money. <laughs> no, just okay. No, no. You wouldn't real. get along with these. For real. Fun fact: Luke yeah, isn't getting paid to be here right now, so he's actually accurate. Love. He I does love. it for the artistry of the movie. Now, Bartek, you walked into this knowing a bit more than I would say, Luke. Where I kind of told you about yeah, this. Yeah, it was all based on your secondary explanations. But do tell us your journey into this movie, like your expectations and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So, I I watched the trailer after the film, so I was literally just going in based on what you were saying, Ryan. Um, 
Yeah, and and some of the points you were mentioning that, like, the main thing was that it seemed like a, you know, genuine heartfelt thing in the trailer, but then in the film it's actually about these three subordinates of his, or or, or partners in any way, um, thinking he's unfit to to do his job and to, like, get him out of this position. So I thought that it was going to be a lot more cynical than that, or, or that they would be a lot meaner or, like, unlikable, but actually when I watched the film I was surprised that... Even though there is clearly a business benefit to doing this, there is a lot more focus on the emotional aspect. And I was thinking that there was going to be some, like, turning point in the film where they get called down and it's like, no, no, you're, you're just in this for the money. And there sort of is, but it wasn't towards the end. And, yeah, and they didn't feel that powerful when it happened. And, yeah, yeah, and they were literally Christmas. more genuinely Christmas. No, they were literally more genuinely into, you know, helping him emotionally. Yeah, I'm just want to point out she's got like a rooster, a light a up Christmas roo- rooster, a Christmas rooster. Well, I guess well. roosters do have Christian significance. Well, yeah, yeah when there they was go, go cock a doodle do, and then you wake born, up and get your presents. I was actually going to go with the religious significance of when the rooster crows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when he stops denying. Yeah. Yeah, but uh. uh Here's one of the things, too. you got to love movies because, you know, Bartek's right. You know, this movie isn't as uh, as cynical as I might have led it to believe because when you hear it, when you hear... The movie's not actually about the guy who lost his daughter but about three business people who are worried about their financial stability. They are. They you sound... Like, that sounds very corporate and very, like, why would I care about these people? But here's the thing. Movies and writing have to work around these problems because, you know, that is a problem. So, you know, some people might say it's cynical or manipulative to have things like, oh, Edward Norton's got a mum with Alzheimer's Mm. or Edward Norton's daughter doesn't like him or Kate Winslet wants babies or Michael Pena's dying of cancer or whatever it was. And some people go, well, that's manipulative because it's forcing the audience to sympathize or feel emotions for these characters that you could look at as more people who are yearning for preservation of themselves. But that's the thing, guys. All movies do that. All stories do that. And if they didn't, you wouldn't enjoy anything ever. So what's the point? Some are just more subtle about it, I guess. Well, Luke, this one was subtle. She was holding a cushion. <laughs> she didn't say, Hello, my son, Edward Eddie Norton. Hello. Edward. I have what they call the Alzheimer's. I have who are you again? Amnesia. Is there I'm... anyone here who doesn't have amnesia? Hello. There's a Futurama reference for you. Oh, I, I got you there. Thank you, Ryan. But, uh, you know, this is the kind of thing where that's what movies do. That's what stories do. That's what TV does. Some do it better than others. You know, like, you know, I think this did it a bit more subtly than you're giving it credit for, Luke. Like, there are things that I watched recently. Like, I watched the recent new Sabrina TV show. Yeah, and the, the Chilling the, Adventures of. The clunky exposition oh, things to make you care about people in that show. God. Even though that show is, I think, pretty good. But there are moments where it's like, oh, hello, Sabrina. What are you up to? And she's like, oh, I am here doing this. Thing. And it's like, here, I'm doing things that make you care about me more as a character. For I am Sabrina, the main character of the TV show Sabrina. Well, in this movie, it's like kind of like, oh, you know, this happens and this happens. But um, just a moment. Can we talk about this great ad? Oh, my God. This thing is the stuff of dreams. <laughs> no, no. That's the doorstep, guy. <laughs> just this mo- <laughs> that, that monster Who scene. are you? <laughs> Who are you? This guy looks like Hispanic Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I guess he does. <laughs> yeah, kind a of. A little bit. Yeah, I agree. You know what? I'll, I'll you. give you thank that. You, thank you. Now, Mark Wahlberg isn't as pink, though. Hispanic. Yeah. yeah. Did you think I said pink, Bartek? Did you think I said he looks like a pink? Well, I was Mark making Wahlberg. a joke that the monster oh. looked like Mark Wahlberg. Oh, was the monster was red, for one. It was bright red, actually. Yeah. You said pink, like your pants are pink. Do I want to remind you that I was joking? No, you don't remind me about things, Bartek. Um, it wasn't, do I remind you, it's do you want me to? I am talking about the greatness that is collateral beauty. But, like, Luke, did you notice the subtle little things? Like, every single time uh, our three main characters refer to the the abstractions, they whatever one they say first is the one that matters to them. So yes. Edward Norton says, love, death, and time. And then Kate Winslet says, time, death, and love. But- and then... Michael Pena says death, love, and time. Someone's been reading their IMDb trailer. No, I, I actually wrote that in my notes. Of, well, so. like, sure this isn't like, whoa, really deep, but each of those concepts relates to their own journey. Like death, obviously, oh, yeah. Michael Pena, love. Pena? Pena. Peanuts. Penis. <laughs> Mikey. Mickey. Yeah. Mickey, you're so fine. Mickey Peanuts. So Mickey's dying, so death relates to yeah. him. Uh, love relates to Kate. No. Really? No. Oh, uh, no, da- yeah, yeah. She's time. Love relates to Eddie. Yes. And time relates to Kate because... Because she's running out of time. Biological clock and all that. But, you know, women, their clocks. It's all happening. She wants a family, but she's working. I'm impressed. I was impressed that they used the phrase... They actually used the phrase gaslighting here. Because you don't tend to see that in movies. I mean, you do. Name name me at least two other examples where the phrase comes up. No, name 14. (laughs) Okay, I'll give you one. Gaslight. Boom. Well, isn't not counting that. that. Boom, boom! You didn't say Wait. not to count Fine. that. Wait, but does, no, but does that count? It does count because yeah, okay, it invented it. No, but it, 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 it wasn't it derived from. Not that it invented it. The right? phrase comes from that movie. The phrase comes. Do they from say it in the film? Gaslighting, yeah. yeah. I thought because I read online that like the, someone used the gaslight yeah, in order yeah, yeah, to evoke yeah. the effect, yeah, not, yeah. not that the verb itself was used. She's like, I feel like he's gaslighting me. Oh well, then you're right then. <laughs> Probably more smoothly delivered than that, but basically, I could use gaslight. Um, Luke, it's main, mentioned in a lot of things, but I'm just going to focus on Kira Knightley's teeth during yeah, this scene because I've it's always focused on her teeth. She's got very good teeth. She's got British teeth, that's for sure. <laughs> but what I love about Kira is, I said this in Bender Like Beckham, which I can't believe is so many years ago now when we covered that. Yeah. But she is like a xenomorph, but she doesn't have the little mouth, but she's trying. <laughs> she's trying so hard. You know, after, after you know I was I mean? it's, like, it's like her teeth are like trying to pop out of her mouth to attack you, but they can't because they are they are in the mouth. It's it's, it's sort of hard for me to agree because after I watched this film, I watched uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, right, and, and he had false teeth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rami Malek and his uh, big false teeth, yeah. Uh, yeah. But in this, they have real teeth because she is Kira Knightley and she is British and those are her teeth. I love watching Kira in the background here. She's like looking around and feeling things because yeah. she's love, man. Love is subtle. Love is blind. Mm. <laughs> it would have been great if she was blind, and then Tommy was so good at clap. I predicted it. Dude, dude, Tommy was so right there. It's Kate Winslet. <laughs> he just dyed his hair blonde. What a disguise. Tommy was so's in the background yelling Stella. Stella, Stella. Yeah, no, he's he's actually directing. Twist. <laughs> he was mm. like, he's like, I finally got Helen Mirren. I wanted her to play Lisa. <laughs> like, I would love to see Helen Mirren play Lisa. And just to deliver my favorite line, which is, you didn't get it, did you? 
(laughs) (laughs) After he just said he didn't get it. So, Lucas, you walked into this pretty much blind. You thought it was another movie of Will Smith. So when you eventually did go into, how did you feel? Well, around this point, I'm like, you know, for a, a film where the trailer was very like, you know, this is about Will Smith's emotional journey. Where the fuck is he? He said barely, apart from the start, he said barely two words. Oh, it's because he's grieving. Well, he oh, did it. Yeah, well, well, it was replaced with his nodding and shaking of head. Oh, yeah. And a beanie. And riding into traffic. And also, as the film goes on, he becomes a lot more prominent. He does talk. Which is probably a good thing, because... You know, Honestly, he sort of becomes the main it. character by the end. Well, doesn't don't we all become the main character by the end, due to the fact that we all... I mean, become implies you weren't now, before. I, I've got a well, question. I wasn't when I started, but then by the end, we all became the main character of watching this movie. I see, I've got a question for you guys. Thing, yeah. Uh... Yes. yes. If you had to, if if death appeared to you as like a famous actor or whoever, well, it's Helen Mirren, obviously. Yeah, I mean, okay, we, we got it right here. If dude. it wasn't Helen Mirren, who would it be? Well, clearly, the answer is Tommy was Bruce. No, I was just gonna say Dame Judi Dench because it's like if it isn't Helen Mirren, it's Dame Judi Dench that's usually casting things. Um, if I had to choose an actor, that's a good choice. That's a good option. But we've already got his the actor. The guy from Bill and Ted. <laughs> from Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure, right? Is that the second one? Bogus, Bogus Journey. Journey. Yeah, Death. Oh, the guy that played Death. Yeah, right. no, no, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> like, Whoa, George- man, I was like, you're jo- dead. I thought you were like, uh, well, George Carlin? Like, who are you talking about? <laughs> death. Hey, George Carlin is Death? Who we've like had that. on like the show. No, he's episode. dead, so, you know, that works. No, not George Carlin. The guy uh, who played Death in Bill and Ted, I'm um, pretty but, sure. But, 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 I, I'm forgetting his name, but he's a great actor. He's in Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. This right, guy from Section 31. Uh, sorry, I want to talk about Star Trek, Luke, but you just interrupted me with some Luke. Bar- if I mention Star Trek again, just interrupt. Bar- it's fine. I want to hear your thoughts on Star Trek. I want to hear Bartek's thoughts. I've only seen Into Darkness. You fucking idiot! You didn't even see the first <laughs> one before that to give you an understanding. You I wasn't invited in. to see the first one. You had to walk into Star Trek Into Darkness, the worst was... one out of them since the fucking fifth one, the one where they literally find God and tell him to piss off. Ryan, shut the fuck up about Star Trek. <laughs> Star on. Trek? Damn. Yeah. Okay, I'll talk about my other favorite, Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, here we go. But I don't hate that. Sons so of Liberty. Oh, I do. <laughs> so the thing about Sons of Liberty is the fact that, one, the Sons of Liberty don't even fucking matter in the grand scheme of things because mm-hmm. they suck in the first place to the point in which it's like, ah, oh, let's kind of kind of cover them in the other ones, but kind of don't because it's a stupid idea and it's terrible. But also, Raiden sucks, and I think that's the main thing we need to take away from that one. Is right and sucks. Yep. But what we need to take away now is Will Smith is using the beanie to cover his big ears. Yeah. I don't think it's a Christmas movie without someone looking in forlornly out in the cold. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's why we don't have Christmas in Australia because it's never cold. It's so it's thirty seven degrees Celsius right now as we're recording this, listeners. So I'm feeling great. I'm feeling alright, all things considered. You know what I love? I was trying to figure out why he went to the dog park all the time when he doesn't have a dog. And never has had a dog. Maybe just likes. Did to we watch ever the see dogs. a dog in any of the photos or footage? Not that I recall. So why does he go here? I'm what? the goddess of death. You know, oh wait, that's Kate Blanchett. Yes, that's right. Maybe this film is trying to acknowledge the psychological effect of being around animals. That is true. You know what they say: dogs can see ghosts. That's true. That's not what I was talking about. Cats but can okay. also see them. 
cat. Animals can see... I was talking about from a therapeutic angle. Animals can see Sam Beckett, who is quantum leaping, and he hopes that this leap will finally be the leap home. But guess what? <laughs> it isn't, because at the end of the show, they give you a title card saying, Dr. Sam Beckett, Beckett spelt wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that Sam Beckett never returned home. That's how you end your happy show. Well, I say happy, I mean, it's kind of miserable too. But, uh... You know who would have been great as death? Sam Beckett, the character, not the author, the character. Dr. Sam Beckett. I don't know, Ryan. Quantum Leap. I don't know about that. He would have taken your soul and then looked at the camera and said, oh boy. He just knows where he wants to walk. Because Will Smith, his ears are cold, so he kind of screws up his um, magnetic... Polarity, Polarity. fucking something or other. His internal compass. uh, Will Smith's a bird. That's what I'm saying. And Dowd rocking it again, as usual. All the heat's coming out from his ears. So, Bartek. Yes? There are many actors, many great performers. Yeah, I've seen Wikipedia. In this movie. Oh, right, yes. There's a lot, too, in this movie. Like, look at that actor in the background with his girlfriend. There are two layers of actors. There are the performance of the film, and there are actors in the film. No, they're just two this... layers of actors, the skin and the bones. Yeah, that little deception just there, it's like, oh, other people can't see me. What if one of her friends, like in the acting profession, had turned up? <laughs> Dude, twist. Oh. She's not an oh, actress. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> she we is... don't know that yet. No, my... I thought the twist was she doesn't have friends. <laughs> no, the twist is we're not actually watching this. You are at home, but we're actually sitting here just playing dominoes. Well, the people disliking this, the YouTube version of this episode probably aren't watching it. Don't promote that. So, Bartek, what I was going to say okay, was... Ryan. There are many... Likes and dislikes affect the algorithm the same way. There are many actors. What I was trying to get to was, mm-hmm. who in this movie is your favourite actor? And I'm not talking about like them in this movie, like, oh, they did a really good, good job in this movie. I'm talking about just in general, the which Wiz of Anderson these McCoy. actors is one that you really like? I mean, Will Smith, yeah. Yeah, Will Smith? Yeah. Will Smith? Okay, that's fair enough. Why Will Smith? I mean, I've grown up on Fresh Prince. I've always enjoyed him in pretty much everything he's been in. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's just been like an ever-present actor that I've known about. Any standout things? Any standout roles other than Fresh Prince, obviously? Um, I remember I really liked Pursuit of Happiness. That was a really yeah, nice that's one. Yeah, that's a fun. The one with Jaden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that sequence where he's working out, like, when he's got the job and he's thinking, like, if I don't go get myself a cup of water, I can save myself this much time over the course of the day, and that's wow. enough time for him to... I've never watched Pursuit of Happiness. I, I was just like, no, I want my Will Smith goofy, damn it. I don't want to see him <laughs> crying. I gave I Am Legend a chance, and it fucked me over, so I'm not doing this again. Because I hate I Am Legend. Me too. I hate it almost as much as Hancock. <laughs> And mm. Hancock is a lot to hate about. <laughs> Hancock is one of those movies where instead of, you know how this movie had a trailer that lied to you? Hancock has 45 minutes that lie to you and then another 45 minutes is the truth and you feel betrayed. Where it's like, hey, it's a movie about Will Smith as a drunken superhero and it isn't it wacky and he meets Jason Bateman and then he, fought, he wants to fuck his wife and you're like... Wait, what? Sounds like a regular but then, old day. But then you're like, no, no, this could work. And then it's like, but actually, they're super being things. I, I don't want to get into Hancock. One day we might cover it on the show because I need to redeem myself because people genuinely love that movie and I want to understand why. But 
here's the thing. I, I agree with you. Will Smith is one of those actors that have been a staple for our generation because, oh, maybe one a bit before. Like, you know, like he's Independence been... Independence Omni- Day and uh, Men oh. in Black was when I... When Men I was, in Black. Yeah. Men in Black is the top dog for me. Like uh, I love him. What a performance! He saves Independence Day because I think Independence Day is a bit. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, hey, I like him more in Jurassic Park if I want Jeff Goldblum. But Will Smith in Independence Day, where he fucking punches the alien oh, in the face. That's what I call close encounter. Punches him in the face, or that whole sequence where he's oblivious to the fact that there's an alien invasion. <laughs> but uh, you know, Will Smith and you know his good buddy. Uh, I'm forgetting the comedian's name. His good buddy who plays his. Body oh. in the movie. Uh, t- uh, what's his name? Yeah. Bartek, what's his name? He doesn't know. He doesn't. But he's funny in that one. Before yeah, yeah. He gets blown up. By he gets blown <laughs> up. But uh, uh, I think it's the guy who plays Ford Fairlane. But uh, yeah, Andrew Dice Clay. I'm pretty sure. Uh, that was Andrew Dice Clay. I don't know. Oh my god! If it was, that's crazy. Oh boy! It's gonna be someone's gonna be like, no, it was Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, was, Will. We're gonna do that Aladdin reboot together. <laughs> Give me a call. Now it's no, no. Now it's more like Harvey Firestein. It was an Independence Day. David, why did David. I send my mother to Atlanta? <laughs> I gotta call my mother. Oh, I gotta call my lawyer. Oh, forget my lawyer. I Will Smith obviously is great run, but I think my favorite actor that I like that I'm always excited by when we in this movie is Edward Norton's always one of those oh. guys that you just go yes 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 he's one of the greatest actors of all time especially the Italian job great I, um, mustache I only just this year saw American History X and oh wow. my fucking what a took you long enough film. what a performance it was great. what a neo Nazi. Mm. But then he's okay because he's not as much of a neo-Nazi oh, like, as he when, could when, be. Um, I can't remember um, like he, he, the black guy he meets on the inside mm-hmm. and he keeps trying to make him laugh. And then by the point that by <laughs> the, the black end, guy was Will Smith like... asking, "Hey, will you finance a script I found? <laughs> 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 it's called Collateral Beauty." I mean, Naomi Harris is obviously great. I mean, think about this: the year that she did this, um, uh, no, 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 around the time this would come out, she was working on Boyhood, not Boyhood. Uh, Moonlight. She was uh, in Moonlight yeah, as Crackhead right. Mum. Everyone's favourite, Crackhead Mum. Ah, uh, Naomi Harris as Crackhead Mum. As Crackhead Mama. Remember, guys, she's the first female black woman in Star Wars. In Solo. Everyone's favourite movie, Solo. Naomi Harris. Pretty sure it was her. Wait, uh... Am I wrong? Which character? As black woman, the only one oh, in no, no, Star was, um, Wars. That was Sandy Newton, I think. Oh, fuck. I'm mixing up my black women. Ah, oh, go on, do no, that Sandra again, Bullock. Ryan. Oh, you mean... You mean uh, uh, Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Kerry <laughs> <laughs> so, Washington. I love Edward Norton. Fight Club's obviously one of those ones that everyone loves, but I do have that guilty pleasure of loving him in The Italian Job with Mark Wahlberg, the film that he was contractually obliged <laughs> to be in and hated every single moment. American why did, History why, why X. Did he, why did he hate because, the job? Because he because he's an artist. He's Mister. I'm a serious actor. Because oh, you've seen Birdman, yes. Yeah, where yeah, he I plays play, himself. Yeah, yeah. Like, apparently, <laughs> like, even during the table read for Birdman, he started doing because yeah, like, he's Edward Norton. He was Edward yeah. Norton. And they're like, Ed, can you see what you're doing here? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's Edward Norton. God. What about you, uh, Luke? Are there any actors? Well, uh, it's it's very um serendipitous that you mentioned Edward Norton because I was gonna say I, I love him. Like he's just a great actor. He's always brought. 110% in every single role he does. And he's played a very good range of characters, too. So. Yeah, man. Like, um, 
you know, you like got Fight Club is probably like his one he's most known for. I, I Isn't think. he in one of the Bourne movies? Yeah, he is one of the later ones. I haven't seen. I'm anything. pretty sure he's in the Bourne movie as like guy on phone who's like, "You gotta do this." I'm like, "You gotta." I agree. No, he's a great actor, but what about Michael Pena? Uh, look, Observe I, and report, young man. I did like him in The Martian. He, he was in that? Yeah, he was a very, it was a very small role. But See, he was he one of The Martians? Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was there for a while, so I guess he was technically a Martian. Uh, he was one of the astronauts. He had, oh, he had some good lines. Yes, yes, I remember The Martian. I will never watch it ever again. It was, Why? It's a great movie. It's a one. You know how there are some movies that are you can understand they're great, but they're one and done? Okay. Like, I I, I'll never watch The Martian again. What, would you watch it's Interstellar fine. again? I would, because yeah. it frustrated me so much, to the point in which I Challenge want to watch it again you. to see if it will frustrate me more so or lesser upon second watch. Christopher Nolan's kind of like that for me, where it's like Dark Knight Rises fucking hysterical each time uh, I watch it. It gets yes. funnier and funnier each time I watch it. And the fact that people think it's like this this masterful philosophical deconstruction of the Batman mythos. And I'm sitting there like, dude, 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 there's a bit. I'm there's a bit in the Dark Knight Rises where he <laughs> oh, cracks his fucking leg after uh, being <laughs> There's a started. bit in the Dark Knight Rises where it's like, how do you want to die? Exile? Or ex, you know, it's like how do you want death to or exile. death or exile? It's like oh, exile. Okay, then death by exile. It's like <laughs> fucking. This is a serious movie. Let's not uh, let's not forget our um our esteemed colleague Frederick Douglas, Frederick Douglas, <laughs> who volunteers to go down to the the <laughs> to the bomb, and, to, and then he's surprised that he's volunteered to go down <laughs> to the bomb. And it is our it is our own personal belief that he yeah, he, he had thought no he was idea. getting Chinese. He right? thought he was going to get that Sichuan chicken. <laughs> Nothing about a bomb. I love that. But this movie has a lot of moving parts in it, and the actors are obviously what draw people in. You see Helen Mirren, you think respectable actress. You see Edward Norton, respectable actor. Will Smith, he's always got a popularity. He's the he's the charm. And, uh, you know, Will Smith, man, yeah, I agree. He's one of those great guys, and I always think of Men in Black, but you know it's weird? I never think of him in Men in Black. <laughs> I always think of Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black, where he's like, Wait, more! Wait. Oh my god! More. I always forget that's Vincent. More. <laughs> and then he's like, as sugar. More. 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 <laughs> I always think of him. I even forget Tommy Lee Jones. I always think of Vincent D'Onofrio as Cockroach Man. Uh, what about Rip Torn? Who's the, got the well? Best Rip Torn na- the is best but, name. Rip's a nickname, but yeah, it's he's got the best name, Rip Torn. Get out of my house! I love kid. Rip Torn. He's this drunk old man. Like he literally <laughs> crashed his car <laughs> through someone's house. <laughs> What's he done since Men in Black? Uh, he Robbed did, the bank? No, he's been in a ton of things. Men in Black re- revived his career. He was in oh, yeah. um, 30 Rock oh, as okay. like uh, Jack Donnie as the boss. He as was Jack Donaghy's boss. He was in Zoom. He was. And, uh, you know, Men in Black 3, he did a cameo in it as an alien because they killed off his character in Men in Black 3 for some reason because they oh, wanted Emma they, Thompson to be in it. Because when oh. in doubt, get Emma Thompson to play the boss. Well, I'm I pretty sure like she's Emma the Prime Thompson. Minister in Johnny English 3. So when in doubt... Emma Thompson. This movie could have. I lo- Can we talk about time? I think this actor's great. I yeah, haven't really I, I like seen him thing. in anything before. I looked mm. him up, and uh, I haven't. What about since this? Oh, I, 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 I don't know. I think he's more of a music guy as well. Uh, okay. I think he's in the TV show Empire. Uh, yeah, that would make sense. That show uh, features I'm... predominantly African American actors. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kate Winslet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a show about Kate Winslet trying to make an empire. <laughs> an empire made of Titanic. 
ambitions. Yeah, there's a, but yeah, Kate Winslet though, she's the one that I kind of she's the unappreciated actress for me. Really? Because I've never been really bowled over by Kate Winslet in anything ever. She's always been yeah. That was all right. I, like, you know, I'm not I, saying she's a bad actress, but I've never been like, you know what? Kate Winslet. She I fucking tore it apart in that movie. You know Kate Winslet? Hold on. Hold the phone bar. It's like, Kate Winslet's on screen. I've never been like that. I've always been like, oh yeah, it's Kate Winslet. Well, she's, she's a serviceable <laughs> actress. She's done things. But in this movie, hold the phone bar. It's like, she's fucking ripping the screen apart with her emotions about wanting babies. And is this what you meant by, can we talk about time? <laughs> Can we talk about time? <laughs> I, uh... Hold the phone, Bart. You were talking about this hold the phone thing. I'm like, yeah, you started no, I meant, this by I talking about... <laughs> I meant the actor who played time. That's why I was like, can we talk about the guy who played time? He did a really good oh, job. Right, right. I like the fact that he how he approached time with this sense of... Uh, well, he even said, like, Annoyance and antagonism, yeah. which is good, because usually you, you, time is usually something like Sasha Baron Cohen <laughs> in <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, where he's, like, kooky, and he's like abstract and weird but in this he's like no I'm just a guy who's really pissed off well if you want to talk about another idea about time in films that we've done on this show <laughs> yes, do that there is a film we did called Winter's Tale where someone existed outside of time yes they did and that actor that played that character was Will Smith yes <gasps> he was Satan yeah. and you mentioned uh, earlier Hitch you can compare that to Love oh my god oh. but then Death is this movie probably yeah no, no, definitely. I mean, well, it's kind of hard to say. Dawn is dead. It's kind of hard to justify that though, because it's all or, or three. seven pounds. He's trying of... to die, right? He's giving all his I mean, organs yeah, away. He, he, I think he is dying, and then at the end, yeah, he does die with a jellyfish. Is that the jellyfish movie? There's apparently no a movie where it's like a jellyfish. a jellyfish is involved with Will Smith wanting to die, and I'm like, oh, that must be seven pounds. Someone at home is listening to this and being like, Ryan's right. There's a jellyfish, guys, and that person is the jellyfish owner. <laughs> I'm 100% right. I know, right. I, I know, I know I'm movie. right, and I've never seen the movie, but I know I'm right about this. There's a jellyfish I involved. I have seen the film, but I can't remember any jellyfish. <laughs> I'm uh, eating. I think I've even seen it twice. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Luke's right. That was the best line delivery. <laughs> really, I'm eating. I can't it's talk to like an abstract him. concept It's right kind of like when his sister, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, walks <laughs> in and is always annoyed. Like, oh, God, her. Mm. Like, it's kind of like... Oh, cousin. The cousin. The cousin, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sister. Ugh. He goes to live with his... Family, aunt and, and uncle, aunt and uncle yeah. and Bella, and his good friend is also crashing the house all the time. Do you time. think Kira Knightley can cry on cue? Because it seems she can. Like she, she did. Yeah, it looks like she just. Oh, you know why she's crying though? Because she's sad. But yeah, she's incredibly depressed in real life. I don't know that. I'm just saying that. She's in a new movie now called The Nutcracker, which I can't wait to cover next year. She's got fairy floss for hair. Do you know who's returned to acting after a long exile? Uh, Amanda Bynes. She that. went away. Yeah. Oh, she she was struggling with um drugs, bipolar, and yeah, drugs and stuff. Oh, don't worry, I know, man. I'm Amanda Bynes is my OTP of myself. Amanda, you know who to call. Well, you know, breaking an exile <laughs> from acting from an actress that's only appeared in the first film we've done in the show that sounds pretty thematic. And that's the only movie she's been in, right? No, there was that one where she pretends to be a boy. I've on oh, that we've we've done on the show. I mean. Oh, that we've yeah. Well, that's what I was well, saying. She's cause... the man is the best movie ever made, and I can't wait to cover it. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, here's the thing, guys. This movie's got a lot of twists and turns and interesting characterizations. A lot of ins and outs and all dude who's head. Can we talk about the characterization? So we'll talk about time. Mm-hmm. He's great, you know, like he's young and he's impetuous. He's, he's impetuous and he's a, he's aggravated. But let's talk about love, you know. 
which is uh, Keira, Knightley. Keira Knightley. We're just talking about it. What did you think about Keira Knightley's approach to this role? Where I'm just gonna say, it, guys, she is love, right? She is mm. love. So these actors are these actors are having to play the concepts, playing actors playing the concepts. So mm. delve into this, Bartok. It, it's interesting with her because she's the first one we meet of the three. And that kind of gives this, like, implied uh, leadership, sort of, of this trio. Yes. Even though throughout the film, I feel like... Her- uh, Helen Mirren. Yeah, I almost said yeah. Mirren. Helen Mirren kind of feels more like the leader. And then it kind of feels like she's not in the film as much. Keira like, Knightley, you mean? Yeah. yeah. L- like, not even talking about... We were talking before the episode about how um, all, all the three... Uh, uh, friends of Will Smith and the three actors kind of have their own like little duos, the mm. ones that like have their main afflictions, like you know, death, the guy that's dying and such. Um, yeah, you you were mentioning before the episode how there isn't that final scene with uh, Love and Edward Norton. No, there um, but even despite that, yeah, the, the the second encounter Will Smith has with the three of them, hers has a larger gap between the two mm-hmm. than when when he remet death to when he re- remet time, mm. and and she does stick out as being the one who is sort of most against it. Yeah, I agree. So, and now that I'm watching it for a second time, I, I kind of feel like I have to think about what that um, apprehension can mean when you consider the concept of love. Yeah, exactly. I, I understand what you're saying, man, because, Luke, you you know, you, you do acting as well. Yes, sir. Imagine having to be asked, play a concept, and that concept is love. How but, would you approach it? Because but, obviously you're a guy as well, so you're obviously going to approach it differently to a, a female. I'm like, obviously, like, just not, not what they're doing here, like, to, like, make him think they're real. Just, like, purely in, a, like, a, a yeah. on stage. Oh, jeez, what would I... Um, I think the big, the big driving force behind playing big concepts like this is to make yourself seem like not, like, make yourself seem otherworldly. Like you can't just be yeah. a variety human. You kind of need to have like I, a, a knowledge or something. Yeah, otherworldly wisdom. Yeah, I remember in certain like drama classes or drama situations where we were doing like improvisation. The whole idea with like being given a prompt is that you like exaggerate it to the fullest degree. Mm. But I've always imagined like, oh, well, what if you like try not to hit like the main points? Like you play love. And that means that, oh, you know, you're just going to constantly be happy and loving of everyone. But, like, the concept of love has all these, like, further branches. Like, yeah, you know, you know, tough love or, or love that may seem a bit, like, cruel. Like, I'm doing this because yeah. I love you. Yeah, or love that's obsessive or, like, can create cause violence. Yeah, or... and, I, and I think, like, maybe something like that's going on here. And I think one thing we also have to consider is, you know, the title and the concept that gets introduced, I think, now? No. Now? Okay. The a bit, a bit, bit later, later in this scene. But Oh, well, I meant now as in this scene now. But oh, yeah, right. Yeah, all right. Doesn't matter. We were on the same page. Um, The collateral beauty thing. Like, yeah, did, man. Beautiful. Yeah, that's kind of like the the, so haunted. the deep theme of the film, collateral beauty. Did, did we understand exactly what it was? Well, dude, yeah, man. It's, it's like finding the, the beautiful moments in between. It's YOLO. You know, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm kind it's, of asking you seriously. It's the vibe. It's, it's Marbo. It's... <laughs> it is. It is Yolo though. You only live once, man. Just appreciate all the things around you. Just 
observe the beauty in the little things and everything in the bad and the good in the sweet and the sour in the in the you know the the hot and the cold like just everything's beautiful if you look at it cuz i yeah i was kind of stuck on like the words they use like collateral and beauty like collateral that implies like a secondary effect of a cause and well yeah and obviously the cause in this case is the death of a six-year-old and then with edward norton it's the possible loss of Mm. his daughter and with michael pena it's the knowledge of death and with kate winslet it's the 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 concept of time Mm. and i know that like when i finished watching the film and i needed a bit of refresher on the thing i like googled like what are people talking about with collateral beauty and i think I don't think it's like a mainly used term, but there were people talking about it. Well, even if I haven't heard of it, I can still buy that something exists. But um, people were talking about it, and I think the one definition that like kind of made the most sense to me was that um, collateral beauty finding that love lives on even through something like destructive or sad, like you know the the fact that he's suffering through a death. And uh, time has failed him, and love, uh, he he feels like feel betrayed. He's feel he feels betrayed, and uh, his uh, there's a twist later on that the the woman that he was talking to just then actually is his wife, and she's going through the same thing, but she's realized um, the collateral beauty. The collateral mm. beauty. Um, yeah, exactly. You know what that actually reminds me of because we've all seen Breaking Bad here, right? Bartek no. has not. Okay, well, Ryan, you've seen. Remember when Jesse is going to uh, therapy and the, the the guy leading the sessions, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he has he used to be a drug addict. He killed acc- his... he, Yeah, he accidentally killed his daughter, and he's so very at peace with her because he's decided, mm. you know, just if I keep on yeah, the blaming collateral myself, beauty of his... I I don't change. So it's it's kind of reminds me of that actually. Yeah, man, it's it's a beautiful uh, message, and I think Kira Knightley approaches playing the concept very well because she doesn't overstate it. She's not as showy off as Helen Mirren or or the other guy. She's very understated and she's very empathetic. That's her play on it. She's empathetic. She's feeling everything, you know, and that's the right way to approach it. But she isn't afraid to ridge up and be like, hey, you know, I'm still here. You have to be here too kind of thing. And, uh, she does a great job, and I wanted to bring her up because I feel like in the fanciful nature of this, she could be kind of lost because she's not in it very much, and yeah. she's kind of understated, but understatement is what you need for a concept like like love, you know, and then obviously death. Well, Hel- Helen Mirren's just chewing up the, the scenery <laughs> with, uh, with a plum. She's wearing frilly scarves and berets, and she's constantly, like... At the center of everything, because isn't yeah. death at the center of talking, everything? She's always talking about like her acting techniques and things like that. Yeah, this isn't no motivation. Chekhov. So, uh. But also, she's constantly wanting the limelight, mm. which you know I think that works well because everyone wants to avoid death, but death doesn't want to be avoided. You know, wants to mm. be like ever present. So. Yeah, I think Helen Mirren just brings her mature acting skills and and charm and quality and all that to this, and she fucking nails it, you know? Mm-hmm. She's probably the most compelling one out of the three just because she's kind of focused on more, but that doesn't mean yeah. the, the other two don't pull their weight and add some interesting twists and turns I to just, this. I just find Helen Mirren, like, obviously because she's the oldest, but I find her to be the most reliable actress in terms of delivering a good performance. Uh, dude, I can't wait for the next Fast and Furious. Uh- <laughs> You know that, right? What? I don't know anything. So, so, so Helen Mirren it was asked on Graham Norton, 
what's a movie that you what's a movie or franchise that you really wish you were part of and she's like the fast and furious i love wow. them and she went in this really? whole giant speech about oh how much she loves God. the fast and furious how she oh, really really wants to be in them and then literally a week later she was contacted to be That's in the amazing. next one now she's going to be in the fast and furious okay movies. i'm going to see that one then i mean why not they got kurt russell oh, playing sh- a fucking nerd <laughs> kurt russell was in that christmas movie that came out recently He's as santa Claus. yeah uh, a- as the he- new tim Alan, he yeah. just looks like he did in the Hateful Eight, but like more Christmassy, but more jolly. Yeah, ho, ho, ho. he doesn't say ho ho ho. My fiance watched it and she was like, "It was great" because oh, it's good. just Kurt Russell being Santa. Do you remember that? It was a while back that movie Fred Claus with Vince Vaughn as like. We got to cover it one day, Luke. Oh, please do. Uh, here so... it is, the collateral beauty, and he's like, I mean. Whoa, and then now he's getting real Will Smithy about it. He's like, ah, you know, I don't want to. This is how he got the script. Naomi Harris came up to him and was like, okay, dude, he's collateral beauty. He's like, well, okay. Doesn't exist. Hold on. Is there an Oscar? <laughs> and then Luke's like, yeah, there's a kid in the script called Oscar. <laughs> there's <laughs> like, a baby. It's like when Bill Murray did Garfield because he thought it was written by the Cohen brothers, but in fact, it was written <laughs> oh. by another person called Cohen. Oh, <laughs> and then he was stuck in the movie. I liked Zombie yeah, Land. Yeah. Like, do you have any regrets? Oh, maybe Garfield. No, definitely Garfield. <laughs> yes. You gotta say about him. Um, this is jumping back, but in the scene where um they we saw Oscar the baby, um yeah, Edward Norton was talking about how like oh you know I cheated and Michael Pena said that um oh, sorry Mickey Pena said that um Penis, yeah. you know Oscar could have seen you cheating and he's like who's Oscar who's Oscar and that re- that was a like running line in the film Oscar that we did on the show yeah, wow yeah. it's like everything is tied together it's like collateral beauty man 25 years doesn't matter we'll reference Oscar I-, I would honestly like to end more of my conversations with I think this was a mistake and then just walk away <laughs> yeah I wish I could do you well, know you dude, know how this episode the last line's gonna be right dude oh. I-, I-, I can't wait for the time where I write Write Luke a letter saying I wish we were strangers again. Just to highlight the fact are. that I wish we were. Oh, I mean, yeah. Luke. Oh, me. I can't wait for you to get that letter on your birthday. On oh, my birthday? Oh, jeez. Well, what? happy birthday. I wish what we were strangers again. <laughs> but do you mean that in a... In well, a I mean it, I mean it in, in whatever a... way you have to interpret it. It's a letter, Luke. I, I, you know, I don't have a footnote at the end saying here's what this means. Like a little asterisk next to it. The, the footnote explains it. You have to interpret it, man. You can choose from one of three sterling Dude, options. Dude, death is like a paper tiger, you know? You just have to interpret things. <laughs> My love for you was like a truck. Exactly. And look, if Kira Knightley was offered $100,000, I agree, she wouldn't accept it. She would want $5 million to, 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 to do this movie because the budget on this movie was ludicrously high. Mm. It, was, it was like 100 something gajillion dollars. I'm like, where? Where is this movie? And then you realize, well, it does have every A-list actor you could ever want. Mm. Well, she is popular. She was, you know, she was in Thunderpants. She, she was in Thunderpants. That was the last time we saw her, right? <laughs> yeah, forget Bend It Like Beckham. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did what? Bend It Like Beckham after Thunderpants. Yeah. yeah. I feel I feel like there was another one that she's been in. Kira, too. we love you. Oh, yeah. No. What? Was she in Pan? <laughs> no. No, that was... Uh, that was Rini Mara. Rini Mara. Yeah. I feel like we have had Kira after. It feels right, but... Kira, we love you. Edward, welcome on board. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see more of you. Michael Pena, good you. to see you again. Will Smith, good to see you again. Oh, Helen, 
Michael, great Mikey, to meet you. How you doing? Mickey, Mickey, wonderful to enjoy your presence. Oh, and Naomi Harris, welcome on board. <laughs> Time guy, rock on. Kate Winslet. Oh, Kate. Well, I'm prepared that we're going to see her again. <laughs> I don't have a movie in mind, but I'm prepared. You remember there's this time where Kate Winslet was in every movie ever? And then she wasn't anymore? Yeah, maybe. But did you guys see The Dressmaker? No, but that was that era. It was fucking excellent. It was, was it? I heard good things, it, but it just looked like, oh, it's one of those Australian movies. It, it was, but it was a good Australian movie, which is because, <laughs> yeah, I, I, look, I'll level with you. Sometimes our movies... It had Shane Jacobson in it. <clears> How Australia. good could it have been? <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't in it that much. Oh, well, then that's okay, then. It was. I remember when people told me the movie Kenny was good, and then it, I watched it. You didn't like Kenny. Like, okay, to be fair, when I watched it, I was like <laughs> I wish I wish I had a visual representation so, of my expression just then, but basically, it's an, it's I like am Tony bewildered. Stark folded arms eye roll kind of gif. It, it, it was, was kind of like that. It, we'll do Kenny one day, I'm pretty sure, just to redeem it, because people like that movie too. When I saw it, I was 13, so I was all into toilet humor. You, know. you never heard of Kenny? I'm not sure if Kenny's I the movie where Shane Jacobson plays a toilet plumber, man a plumber, yeah. mm. who has a lisp, and people genuinely thought he was a man who loves like is a toilet guy, like a guy who sells toilets and makes toilets. Mm-hmm. And people thought, since no one heard of Shane Jacobson, the Australian comedic actor, oh, this guy's like the sha- they literally called him the Sasha Baron Cohen of Australia because <laughs> he wow. confused people by pretending to be a real life toilet man. But the problem was, at least with Borat, right? With Borat. Because that's the one that launched Sasha Baron Cohen worldwide. Yeah. Now you had the Ali G into house and the show and all that movie, blah, blah, blah. But, the, yeah. but Borat had a plot, right? But the plot didn't get in the way of the fact that he was pretending to be this person to embarrass people. In Kenny, the <laughs> embarrassing people <laughs> thing sorry. is very, You're very much a side note in the romantic plot of Kenny falling in love. Uh, that All was right. a romantic tumor in terms of plot. <laughs> it didn't yeah. need to be But there. Luke was like, why don't you like Kenny? <laughs> He's just admitting right. the whole okay, gist of the okay. movie was pointless. One part of the movie was bad, so obviously the whole thing you is mean, bad. You mean yes, the exactly central thrust of the movie, the spine, it the heart? Central thrust. It's a romance movie, it Luke. It's not. So early w- Luke. I watched it, Luke. <laughs> I watched it too. It's not a romantic movie. It's a it, comedy. It, it is. It's a romantic it's movie. And the comedy comes from that... the fact that he's hopeless. Uh. Lee in love. But he sells toilets and has a lisp. And he's like, my name is Kenny. He doesn't meet the woman he's interested in until like halfway through. Yeah, but he's desperately in love. What? Okay. Luke, I mean, can we... It took Borat a long time to meet Pamela Anderson, guys. I <laughs> vote. <laughs> <laughs> it did. And literally, you know, he is in love with his manager the whole time. What's his manager's name again? In Borat? <laughs> Fat guy. Azamat. Azamat. Azamat Bagatov. Azamat. Of course, you remember. <laughs> of course, you remember that detail. Of course. Yeah, first name, last name. Of... A very small character in a movie. I mean, he's not small. No, he's a very big man. <laughs> he's got many roles. He's also like the second most prominent character. <laughs> no. Borat has other prominent characters that I can't be able to think of because I'm wrong, <laughs> but I just don't want to admit. <laughs> um, no, Helen Mirren's eyes are as blue as her scarf. Yes. I've never noticed how blue her eyes are. It's highlighting Will Smith's brown eyes. Will Smith is very tall. No. No, he isn't. Helen Mirren's just very short because huh. she is a small English woman. I'm going to look up how tall Will Smith She's is. actually taller than Will Smith. He's on, like, a bunch of stairs of a Muppet. Of a Muppet. 
Yeah, that's a good one, Vazic. I was just going to say boxes, but I thought, you know, callback, why not? Why not? It's comedy. So, so can we talk about the twists? So sure. The twist I, I think we've that you mentioned, mentioned yeah. prominently yeah, was... the centimeters. Mm, I'm taller than him. So, uh, yeah, Will Smith is pretending that his wife is a stranger to him. And so is she, because he wrote a letter after their daughter died, because, yes, Will Smith's six-year-old daughter is, in fact, her six-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. Now, I figured out the twist very, very, very early on, like, as immediately, when Michael Pena said six-year-old daughter, and I'm like, okay, Will Smith's daughter was six, and then she said my six-year-old daughter, I'm like, oh, okay. But Bartek and I both had a similar thing in yeah. fact i wrote it in my notes my notes was i think bartek will figure out that they're a couple due to the fact that they are both black <laughs> and that's not quite what happened basically when we first see her he's looking through the window at the support session and i did have the thought they're like oh he must be looking at his wife you know in in this support session that he's separated from yeah and then later on when he joins the session and they act like strangers i was like oh my mistake, they're not husband and wife, and I just let it go. And then towards the end, we discover, oh, no, wait, they were husband and wife. Look, and I just want to say, the, the thing about being like, they're both black, so they're obviously a couple, it does sound racist, and that's because Hollywood is a racist institution. You know there's this it whole is. big thing? I know it's a shock. I'm just agreeing. You know there's a big thing, though, that people get really upset about is, in Hollywood movies, you can never seemingly have a black man and a white woman as a couple, only in movies in which that's the central thesis. But even in things like that, like we did Guess Who, which Mm. is about a black woman and a white guy. Yeah. Right? But it's, um, but you know, the, uh, and, but most movies would rather cover the black woman with the white guy more than the black guy with the white woman. Mm. Because it makes people feel uncomfortable. It's, 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 it's this thing where it's like, it's harder. Movies don't do that dynamic yeah. often, if at all. And They'll I, usually do it Lakes, the other way around. Remember Lakeside Drive? The whole premise was oh, about Terrace. Lakeview Terrace. Lakeview Terrace. Yeah. Lakeside Drive. Like, fucking yeah, no, exactly. And she's a black woman, white yeah, guy. And right? Samuel so, Jackson is angry. Exactly, but see how that movie did the like it did so it's very unusual. So that's when we see and oh also, black the only other black actress in the the only black actress in the movie. And the only real black actor in the movie, oh, they must have been together. And, and even they, just looking at Will Smith, I feel like every time I've seen him in a film in a relationship, it's always just been, you know, black woman. So. No. Wild Wild West, he, he was trying to get with Salma Hayek. Well, I know that there are films where he's <laughs> had, like, him. romantic mm-hmm. tension. Can't blame him. Salma Hayek is gorgeous. <laughs> I know that there are films where he's had... Have you guys like, ro- seen From Dusk Till Dawn? <laughs> Fuck, yes, we have, Luke. Let Bartek go. I haven't, actually. Sorry, just to- you um, idiot. I'm not an idiot. I'm very smart, actually. I'm out of here, guys. Yeah, he hasn't seen it. I'll get you a copy, Bartek. You're going to It's pretty it. good. Go on. Um, I was I was just retorting that, yeah, I've seen films where he's had romantic tension with white women, but like I feel like his partners have always been... Yeah. Like, what movie? White woman, romantic tension. I'm trying to think. I feel maybe romantic tension like flirting. I meant more so. Like I feel like it happened in Hitch. I'll take your word for it. I mean, I've seen Hitch, I'm, but it's been. A long I'm, I'm time. trying to think of other things where Will Smith is paired up with a white woman. Oh, Focus, the one with him and Margot Robbie, uh, yeah. where they're both con con men. Like 
not not a great movie, but one worth covering. Uh, maybe one worth covering on the show. It was a fun little movie. Like if you want to see a movie where you just see two actors with fucking amazing chemistry and they're just showing it, it reminds me of those old screwball comedy movies where it's like Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn had great chemistry the plot fuck that <laughs> so are, they, are they actually a couple in that or just like partners in crime no it's kind of like she screwed him she found like he was it's basically dirty rotten scoundrels where mm. it's a space but but more to the male female where it's like Will Smith is the old and huckster but then he gets tricked by her and then years later he sees her again he's like i'm gonna trick her and then they kind of fall in love but kind of uh mutual acquaintance like respecting of each other's craft and all that kind of stuff so it's like one of those movies Mm -hmm. but it's fun yeah because margot robbie's a great actress she's attractive he's a great actor he's very attractive so it's like watching two attractive people who are great actors is always a fun time it is like michael pena he's an attractive man have you seen chips Oh, man, you haven't seen Chips? I have seen... He was in Battle of Los Angeles, wasn't he? Wasn't everyone. (laughs) He was also in that great movie with Jake Gyllenhaal where it's him and Jake Gyllenhaal are cops. I was about to say that. That's the first film I've seen of him, and I love that film. It's End of Watch. End of Watch, which is a David Ayer movie. The Mm. guy who did Suicide Squad. Okay. Yeah, just let that sink in. I haven't seen that one. Suicide Squad? It's got Margot Robbie and Will Smith. You know what? I actually Will Smith. <laughs> I actually did watch yesterday the um search for the worst of it. Ah, yeah. nice. Very. I like this guy. He's a great character actor. I can't remember whatever else I've seen him from, but you know how there are those character actors that you just see them and go, "Oh yeah, that guy. I've seen him play this kind of thing before." Like the pencil pusher guy. Yeah, but you know, Ryan, white people look the same. <laughs> they do. Like cracked milk. <laughs> like old banana chips. But I was going to say before, Kate Winslet, there was this period of time where she was in every movie where, like, Hunger Game movies. Mm. Was it Hunger Games? Um, no, Divergent. Elizabeth Banks was in the... Divergent. Uh, Hunger Games. The Divergent movie. She was the bad guy. Never, never saw those. Were they any good? No, I've never seen them either, Luke. But, like, <laughs> saying that she I was in everything like and, like, she was in this movie and that movie and there was one that we said before that we saw her in. And it was like, she's in everything. There's one. I can't wait to cover it on the show. With uh, It's about crooked cops, and she plays an evil Russian gangster. Mm. And I just want to see Kate Winslet, who looks like... Uh, I, I, like you know, I love Kate Winslet, but she doesn't look like a badass Russian gangster lady. She looks like a woman who has kids and just wants <laughs> to stay home. Or wants kids and wants to stay home. Remember that she was in that Steve Jobs movie as as Polish lady? And a lot Is it of... the one with Ashton Kutcher or the other one? No, the good one. Right. <laughs> the one with Michael Fassbender. This is a great TV show. She setup, got Oscar nominated for that. So this mm. would, that was that year, 2016. She got Oscar nominated. Okay. Wow, amazing. Um, jumping back to, yeah, the, the guy in this scene. I, I do like him from... A, from? I, I guess, how do I put it? From a conceptual level, a, a, a person that's being directed, because I feel like... He's a character. He really sticks out for me in this film because it feels like he's been given an action, and that's all he needs. That's to do. all he needs. <laughs> he's the Terminator. 
He will not rest until he gets that paperwork signed. <laughs> he needs he needs an answer out of Will Smith, and he's just constantly asking, "Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to?" He's very. Uh, <laughs> it's like determined. Yeah. It's like the start of Blade Runner. <laughs> he is doing the test, and yeah. he's like, "When you find a turtle on its back in the desert," and the guy's like, uh, "Uh, it's like when you find a turtle on his back in the desert." Will how, do you help it? Like. <laughs> Uh, I love this scene. I love the color palette. Like, Will Smith and Kate Winslet are both wearing green, but they're different shades of green, meaning that they're more connecting on an emotional level than he is with the other two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Took some time to work that out. Yeah, it did. Time is the terrain that we ride on between death and love. Nice. Did you come up with that yourself? I did. Nice. But, uh, you know, there's the t- this movie has twists, like we were saying. Like, the twist is, like, you know, the actors that these people hired aren't actors. They're actually the concepts. And obviously, they, they don't know this yet, but we kind of get a figuring that out a little bit throughout the movie. kind of slowly builds up until a nice crescendo. This is a really lovely speech from Will Smith's character, by the way. Oh, it's because he's saying they were right to do this. Yeah. For those people in the audience that were still a bit nagging, their brain was nagging, saying, this is shithouse, this is wrong. Will Smith said it's okay, and then, you know what, it is okay, because Will Smith said it was, and, and Edward Norton looks like a pencil. And, you know, like, you know, everyone feels okay now. Yeah. I love Will Smith's... I'm not sure it would go that way in real life, but it's still kind of nice. But Will Smith said... If Will Smith said it was okay in real life, then it is okay. (laughs) If Will Smith came up to you and said, Uncle, everything's okay. You're like, you know what? You know what? You're right. You're right. I am the Fresh Prince. (laughs) You know what? Sorry for stealing your mail. Yeah. You know what I really hate? In Hollywood... Or not in Hollywood, with things... Nice moments are always filled with, like, in TV shows and movies, always filled with, like, this little caveat that's a lie. Like, there's that moment in The Fresh Prince that everyone loves where uh, he's talking about his dad, right? Mm. And he cries, and then the uncle hugs him. And people do that thing of, you know, this means a lot to Will Smith because Will Smith. Oh, yeah, dad, there's that misnomer thing. Misnomer, yeah. where Will it was Smith's like, he got dad, sad for real and they hugged and it and was. And because Will Smith's dad yeah. is actually like that in real life, it's like, no, he isn't. Will he Smith's isn't. dad is like the most supportive guy ever. And, you know, during this movie, that even highlights it because Will Smith was feeling genuine emotions because his dad was dying at the time. I did not look up if he did die, unfortunately, yeah, but I assume that he might have. But he's like, he was dying. So Will Smith was actually doing this for real, like processing grief, going through these genuine emotions that he's character was going through because I wouldn't say Will Smith's necessarily a method actor but for this role the method was forced upon him because of real life circumstances oh yeah there was also that trivia point about how he really felt like a family with this cast and crew oh, didn't he really? yeah right. man like, he really loved this cast and crew I mean great. I would and he inv- and he invited himself to one of their family dinners <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Naomi Harris's <laughs> grandmother was cooking some Jamaican food and he just forced himself oh, wow. there he won't stop He's got one foot inside the door. <laughs> Wild Wild West. <laughs> and they're like, Will, oh my God. You can't come in here. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. I love that. I love the idea that Will Smith rocked up with Willow and Jaden and Jada Pickett. And they and just the all rock. Yeah, he's got like a Oh, the one that's right? called like... Simon. James or something. Remember. James. Because you, you know about the kids' names, right? Like the first two. Willow. Will. Ah. Uh, Jaden, Jada. Uh, but then when they had a third kid, they're like, fuck. What are we going to do? We, I guess we'll have to call him Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy's a good name. Jimmy Scraggly. Jimmy Scraggs. Jimmy's- they they Jimmy. Jimmy Scraggs Smith. Jimmy Scraggs Smith. 
of the Lower East Scragsmiths, don't you know? <laughs> and his and his career is sewing. <laughs> hey guys, I just love sewing. I just love She likes the music, I'm he likes the music and the acting. I like sewing. I'm so just... into it. But um yeah, this movie has that twist of the concepts actually the real people. They're actually mm. they're not actually actors, they're actually the concepts and the wife twist, which you know, sometimes people don't like twists in movies, but, you know, this one, I think they did it pretty well. What about you guys? What did you think about these twists? Did you see twists coming? Did you did you feel their satisfaction when they did? Um, if you're referring to the one at the end? Any, all uh, the twists. I don't know if there were that many twists. I mean, the two major ones are, you know, their husband and wife, and these are actually Oh, concepts. okay, yeah, no, that one, that one I was very impressed with. But the one about them actually being these concepts at the end, I was a bit... It feels like it was thrown in there at the end. But, Luke, it wasn't. I saw, I sort of saw it coming. Uh, Luke, we finally get to meet his wife. Isn't that a twist? I thought we weren't going to see her. <laughs> I don't know if it's a twist, Ryan. I think it's just like a, a, a long-delayed thing. Yeah, uh, okay. He actually did have a wife. <laughs> yeah, twist. Oh, what if it, but he, Twist, <laughs> Michael. The baby, baby did come from somewhere. Twist, Michael Pena is not a kidnapper. He actually has a kid and a wife. <laughs> <laughs> the twist My- is Will Smith got over his pain by accepting his pain. Luke, what is it? No, the real twist is a completely unknown character gives one of the best inspirational closing monologues in the entire movie. We would never met this woman before, and it would be more natural if it came from Will Smith. But in fact, it's just a woman. Just That's a one. twist, Luke. It's going against expectations. Yes. Man, I want an Apple computer. I don't know why. I'm just really feeling like I want to buy Apple products, mainly a MacBook Air. I don't know why. It's just really coming over me guys i'm gonna phone up apple support right now ryan we're doing an episode guys i'm sorry but i just got a hankering for some (laughs) macbook (laughs) ryan i'm totally on board with you doing it now dude i don't hear it on board from luke though well i'm undecided i'm on board luke i'm feeling like i need now another macbook air The MacBook Air that he has? Yeah, I agree. It is cute. Um, Look at that beautiful placement. Oh, my God. A-plus job. I I just love the fact that... Job? Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs! Apple? I just mentioned that Steve Jobs Jobs movie before that had Kate Winslet in it. And I mentioned the other one. With Ashton Kutcher from Guess Who? Yeah. Oh, my God. I really need an Apple product. Just let me phone up Apple. Uh, What's the number? A-P-P-L-E. No, I was going to... Let me do it. What's the number? Triple zero nine one one. Hello. Yes, there is an emergency. Lack of Apple products in my house. Mr. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mr. Swinsky, I, know I, haven't that... said, I haven't said a word yet. Uh, it's okay. I'm speaking over you because you know what to write down. Yes. My address. Yes. Apple products. Send yes. them now. Also send it in a fire truck. I just imagine you have one because you are Apple after all. Well, we got a bit of a problem. You see, what? It's gonna take a bit of time. Uh-oh. Time. Our driver just died. Death. Death. And he loved someone. He oh. loved someone. Wait, yeah. But, but 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 did he die falling down a slide of funky stairs? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cushiony Muppet stairs. Oh no. Guys, guys, guys. I understand what we are saying, but here's the thing. I just love. Of Apple products and I need them or I will die. So you have to deliver them now before my time runs out. Guys, give Designer me Apple drugs. products now. What I'm saying is this Flash episode brought drugs. to you by Audible. Audible.com. This is Audible. Every podcast is brought to you by Audible, I feel. Not us, though. We're the last bastion of good peace. 
We are not brought by Audible. We are brought to you by Apple products. I want some in my mouth. They're tasty. Apples. Yum, yum. Better than romaine lettuce, apparently. Oh, my God. Romaine lettuce. Sewing needles. Uh. No, no, the E. coli. The E. coli. (laughs) Cauliflower. So, cauliflower, my least favorite flower. It's not actually a flower, you know, right? Oh, is it like flour, the baking flour? <laughs> it's not like that flour either. <laughs> that explains why my cookies weren't so good. Uh, cauliflower <laughs> Luke, cookies. Luke gave me the most resigned... <laughs> uh, What's it, Ryan's Adventures in Baking? Like you mix things I never thought of, like cauliflower I can't wait to start my cookies. baking YouTube channel where I'm like, cooking with Ryan. <laughs> First, guys, grab your cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> grab your colanders and strap yourselves the fuck in. <laughs> Uh, yeah and I'm wearing those googly glasses with the eyes on the (laughs) spring (laughs) goodbye time goodbye time shit house or I have way too much of you on my hands wow Luke you want me to cut off your hands is that the solution to the problem maybe okay Luke I've got a I've got a sharp sharp pair of scissors I will have to cut off your hands I'm afraid alright now Luke anesthetic quick question question when you were a small child going to an ultra private school in the city, yeah, and the American flag above, and your dad cheated and was got divorced, and yeah, you know I remember that distinctly, yeah, and and then you were like, Dad, I'm going to go to Hamilton with Brad. Um, well, she's already, you've already been to <laughs> Hamilton with Brad. No, but it's like, Dad, I, I'm going again. Uh, did your dad threaten to stalk you every day until you accepted him as your dad again? Not only did he do that, but he also showed me on his phone the app that he uses to track my mobile was it, phone. Was it an Apple phone? It was a Samsung. Oh, fuck, your dad, that's I'm why sorry. he's a cunt. He's pure evil, and he needs to be stopped, Ryan. He needs to be stopped. So what did Sam sing? <laughs> get it, Luke? Do you get it? <laughs> Yes, the Ryan. joke is it's not an Apple product. That's the joke. Yes, Ryan, I also, get it. Also, the joke earlier you said, Ryan, about Apple products in the mouth was good too. Thank you. I thought you were not going to acknowledge it. And I thought it's, it's funny because it's true. Now we have to think of a Nokia pun. Well, knock knock. <laughs> How old do you suppose his daughter is? Oh, she's definitely 11 years old. Because okay, he just mentioned like... No Something less about than her two. internship. Like, it's a bit young for an sorry, internship, aren't you? Sorry, sorry. What? My brain immediately jumped to the most inappropriate thing Luke could say. I wasn't paying attention. Like, I was looking at Bart, like, I'm going to say something, but I was allowing Luke to speak. Yeah. And I thought he was like, she's a little bit young to have a period. I'm like, whoa. But then he didn't say that. He I talked about not. internships. I'm like, Luke, he she just, might he be on the cusp of a period. I don't know. her internship. And if she's, say, I say she's about 11. It's a bit young for an internship. For what it? kind of internship? I don't though, Luke? know. Though. Maybe she's interning to be 11. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, not she's... everyone makes it to 11. So I hope you've brought your uh, Or she's uh, <laughs> being an intern at Apple, the company that brings you such products as iPod and Pad. You know who didn't make it to 11? Will Smith's daughter. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, oh, How oh, oh, yeah. Does he have a dead daughter? No, in the movie. Can I, can I get a gift of oh, Mike, Mikey just clapping? <laughs> you said Will Smith, so I was like, what? 
Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Harold's daughter. Harold. Har- oh, Howard. Howard. Sorry, I said I was thinking Harold and Has- Harold and Maud. Hey, do you Hasler. remember that episode of The Simpsons when Ron Howard's in it, and then Homer remi- remembers There's him saying, "There's several episodes where Ron Howard's I, in it." But it's the one where he, Homer remembers him saying, "Homer, out of vodka." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes me laugh. I was thinking the other one where Homer wants to throw himself off a building, and then he lands in Ron Howard's car. And yeah. Ron Howard's taking his daughter like, to I, his oh, zoo. Dumbass. What do you He's want? taking her to his zoo. He's like, we're going to see the, the such and such kind of panda. It's like, oh, really? I haven't heard of that. Where's that? It's like, no, no, this is a special zoo. Like, it's for rich people. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, the animals yeah. that people like you haven't even heard of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. This movie has a lot of moving pieces to the point in which, what did you guys think of the final shot of the movie? Because you know what they say, final shots are really important. What did you was think? that the one where it was panning up in the park? Yeah. What did you think of that 57 second long shot? I timed it. Because I thought, this shot is so impressively long. On something that is very mundane to look at, it has must have some poignant meaning to it. Guys, what did you think of the final shot in which it kind of panned up from a bridge to... A bit more of the bridge. Well, it Ryan. reminded me of that clip of um, Noel Gallagher singing Wonderwall and he just holds this one note for what felt like 57 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, it just shows talent. That's what yeah. you're saying, right? Okay, what about yes, you, Bartek? Exactly Final shot, what did it, you know, imbue on you? I know that with that description, there is an implication there that, you know, like, oh, 57 seconds, seconds, seconds is too long. We know what you're implicating in your brain. 57 seconds. He wants 57 sexes. I know no that f- longer two, 57. I know that 57 fucks, I mean seconds, I mean sex, I mean, wait, seconds was correct. Um, seems like an odd... I mean, it is an odd number, but an odd as an unusual number to give. Like, why Why that? Why not something, you know, why not use a prime number? But what you have to understand is that despite there being a seven there, 57 is not a prime number. Yeah. Therefore, it makes it a completely valid, uh, you know, length of time to give it. And if it's valid, then it's good. So you thought the ending was good? I thought the ending was fantastic. But what did you think the subtext was to that shot? You know, when, when they storyboarded that shot and they're like, this is how we end our, our emotional movie. This this shot is going to communicate so much. What do you think they're communicating? Well, I think that just jumps back to the whole idea of collateral beauty, which yeah. I interpreted as, um, you know, the the love lives on despite death and time. Yeah, you can look at it as, like... In the context of the film, like, you know, people have died, and in fact another character is dying, but life and love will live on. Does it, uh, find a way? Sure, yeah, it finds a way. Life, uh, finds a way. In fact, I don't even think it necessarily has to find a way, because it's just so ever-present. Did either of you see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? No, but one day we might cover it. (laughs) No, I hope so, because Jeff B is in it. For a little, little sliver. Jeff's in a lot of things these days, Luke. Thor Ragnarok was great. Did, did you want to let Bartek continue, or did you want to go about Jeff's film career a bit more? No, well, yeah. He was in a film that we covered one time as The Boss, and that movie was The Switch, ah. with Jason Bateman. He was Jason Bateman's best friend and his boss. Possibly the best role he ever played. Hmm. Being Jason Bateman's friend is a hard role to play, but being his boss, even harder. So we had so many, like, 
friendships with bosses and funny. I bosses. know it's so hard to pick your favorite boss in a movie. It's hard, yeah, and also yeah. I'm tr- I'm having a hard time thinking back from before. Uh, Don't worry, the switch was this time last year. Love, uh, no, that was like November last year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, down with love because that one had a prominent like boss. Uh, Niles from yeah. Frasier, yeah. Friends relationship. Um. Yeah, I, I think I think that's my answer to your question, Ryan. Did you? Sorry, did you have a sub question to that? No, I don't I f- know. I feel Luke, like you... Luke interrupted a lot of yeah, things. What I I'm do. saying is, Luke's to blame. I feel like you asked another question. Maybe Luke is an, to blame. Maybe if I had an Apple product, I would not be so interested. Man, I'm really hankering for an Apple product. Can we get some apples up in here. Excuse me, Mister Ghost of Steve Jobs. I need an Apple product real quick. Do you have headphones? You do. Here you go, Do Ryan. they have cords now? They do. Wow. Did you hear about that? So Apple is selling wireless headphones, mm-hmm. right? But guess what? Now you can buy. You can buy the wire so you don't lose your wireless headphones. So you have, you have wow. So we've come full circle. It, the snake has consumed itself. One thing that I found interesting, actually, when I watched the trailer after the film... What do you suppose the camera is at was that, that Luke... His mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Luke. Sorry, bud. If you want a genuine answer, here's the answer. You see, Will Smith had his uh, Apple iPhone in uh, his uh, breast pocket. Apple iPhone, you Using that extremely good camera, and yeah, you know that, so that's what happened quality. there. So it, Bartek- was, it was their really good friends, you know, committing more crimes. Yeah, yeah, go crimes, on. Crimes. Um, yeah, because I watched the trailer after the film. As did I. And I found it interesting that they did show the shot of... Of the daughter more? Of the daughter, like, you know, being spun... But they showed the shot of it on a TV. Yeah. When we saw it earlier in the film, it was like an actual like flashback filter vision kind of thing. Yeah, we did. So, so it would be interesting if you remembered the fact that it was shown on a TV. Like, because then it would mean like that was recorded. Is this going to come back somehow? We haven't seen this shot of it on a TV yet. Now, I'm, it's up to that part of the show in which I have to tell an embarrassing thing about myself no. while watching this. Like a misconception or something. Did you ever wonder how his daughter died if you didn't figure out the twist? Like, did you wonder... Well, I, d- I didn't figure out the twist, but obviously... Did here... you wonder how his daughter died? I th- I think I either wondered or I thought I missed it. Okay, so my theory was... Mm. <laughs> what, she was spun into a <laughs> building or something? <laughs> he accidentally lost his grip. And he spun her into traffic. Oh, you thought that the flashback was related to her <laughs> death, not like happy times. Oh, not wow. a happy moment before she died. Right. I thought he's okay. he lost his grip at the dog park, and he he, he spun her and dogs ate her. <laughs> so you were trying to justify Seven the dog park. I was trying so. So hard. that's why you're asking why he's at a dog park. Okay. Why was he at a dog park? It's like, why was Bruce Cook at the music school? <laughs> we'll never know, but there's an answer that someone has and they're just not telling us. Guys, symbolism. Symbolism? Look at it go. It's Everything's falling down. Like London Bridge is falling down, falling down. I'm falling down. Were you panicked when the time guy... At the disco? Yeah. Were you, pan- were you panicked when the time guy Panic at the you know, smashed part of his dominoes? This looks like a, a I wasn't. Pool. It looks like a swimming pool. Just the, the colours of the dominoes. It looks like a hospital corridor, Luke. What do you want about? A swimming pool with lane ropes wrapped. Did you know it was Helen Mirren as the woman? I suspected. Or as the person that said... I feel like that was... Hello, beauty. 
Oh, all right, you were doing an accent. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was being like some foreign language, like Tela Abuta. <laughs> he was like, what? Like, what does that mean in Polish, Vatek? <laughs> it's not Polish, fun fact. <laughs> I don't know, I can't take your word for that. Sometimes I ask you Polish things and you don't know I, the I, answer. So, I in fact, <laughs> you might be wrong. You're going to get an email, which we do have an email address, which is spittingpolished at gmail.com. Wink, wink. And someone's going to be like, actually, it was Polish. It said, fuck you, Bartek. <laughs> well, I didn't hear my name. I, I, did, I did think. These lines. I did think. <laughs> I did think. I did think. Sorry, Bartek, continue. I did think. I did think that <laughs> it was. Fun fact was he didn't. <laughs> fun fact, though, I did. Um, Will's not here. I did think that. I mean, he's in this shot. Wearing some nice shoes. I know which guy it is. I did think that it would be Helen Mirren because who else would it have been? I thought yeah, it would have been... No one else I knows. knew it was, but I thought Kira Knightley would have been the one saying that since For, she's love. If I'm going with my interpretation that, you know, um, that the main thing with Collateral Beauty is that love lives on despite death and time, then I, I would see that as being more thematically appropriate, but... I don't know. The fact that she wasn't playing death kind of just made me think like, oh, okay. Yeah, I understand. Hey, yes. what do you think they did with that money? Evaporated. They it. all took the $20,000. Groceries, bills. But they're not real, so they do you think they... They probably invested it into things that relate to their aspect. Yeah? yeah. You think so? Yeah, like t- uh, t- time would have gone off and given... Time-wasting. <laughs> would have gone Divorce in. court. No, 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 no. War... Yeah, definitely war will be one. Other four horses. Apple things. wristwatches will <laughs> be ah, one. Yes. And and then love. Prostitutes. <laughs> Physical love. With Apple watches. Well, okay. The prostitutes. Wait, and they're veterans. Wait out. a moment. The prostitutes are sent out to war We're to still... save Apple wristwatches. Man, I really want an Apple product. It's a good movie, right? It's a, a it's a great movie. And we're so, pulling out, and we're no, we and we're pulling out till that guy exits the frame of the shot in three, two, two one. one. Great Bam! job! Mm, they waited the second. Yeah. Oh, so, what were the last words of this going to be again? We, you, mean, we, you were talking about. Yeah, it. yeah. What was it, Bartek? You remember? Was it, it the Stranger thing? Yeah, no, it was like I think this was a mistake. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, guys, the movie has unfortunately ended. We are yes. now going to give our reviews and rating of the film. So, I'll go first. This movie was a pleasant surprise. It really did tug at the heartstrings, but also the emotional strings. Not just the heart, mm. but the mind as well. And maybe a bit at the belly. I'm feeling a bit hungry for some more Will Smith action in my life. Because this is one of those well, that's, films... That's down in the groin, Ryan. Uh, and the mouth. Yeah, you know, I don't, uh, you know, don't want to be the. Where I guess the, both have. Where the bottoms, Bartek? It's in the asshole. Power bottoms, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the power bottoms, the but and it doesn't dick. necessarily mean anal, but okay. No power bottom, power bottom, power bottom for for men or men. I'm pretty sure. Well, not so much on men or women then. But Will Smith's a man. Ah, you're right. Unless he's a woman, have you checked? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. So, my review is that, and uh, my rating is uh, I have to give this a Will Smith is a woman out of me being an extreme power bottom. <laughs> now, we're, now we're both presuming. <laughs> no, no, I have knowledge. So, uh, Bartek, let's hear from you. Yes. I could tell you were looking at Luke. And <laughs> yeah, I was going to then You're going to pull the old switcheroo. Yeah, I really was going to go with Luke, but then he wiggled his tongue between his teeth <laughs> and lifted his head up with a sneer, and I just went, <laughs> I'm going to 
yeah, I'm not having that. I'm definitely not no, having that. Put it away. Put it away. What and if you looked at me when you said Bartek and you saw me doing like an even grosser version of well, that? Well, then I would pick myself again. <laughs> <laughs> to finish your review. Yeah, to make an actual <laughs> review. Bartek, let's hear from you. Um, I feel like I've said a lot about this film philosophically, but I really enjoyed it. I think that's an aspect that we can't look over. The enjoyment aspect of a film. Yeah. We are doing this show Unappreciated Masterpieces because we want people to go out and see these films, not for preconceptual reasons, not for, you know, seeing how bad it could be because it's on this show, or I've heard people say it's bad, or it's a lying film, and lying is bad, and bad is a word that a film can be, so maybe this film's bad. Maybe. We want people to understand that it doesn't matter what preconceptions there were. We don't want people to real or realize, sorry, not realize. We don't want people to think that just because the trailer lied, that that's a bad thing. Yeah. I'm not going to say that it's on the level of like, you know, just a white lie because it was a deception. I mean, it did have a black actor, so yeah. But <laughs> I think that this trailer was going against the culture of trailers, like the counterculture of trailers. People complain about trailers revealing too much or making it not worth seeing the film. And on a level, you think that is the case with it, but there's sort of a twist there that, oh no, you know, we were misleading you. You're actually getting a a unique experience that you weren't expecting. Hmm. And that's a great gift to be given. Because this isn't like... I can understand more, even on your level, running like with Metal Gear Solid 2. It's a video game where the runtime isn't predetermined like a film, so you're with it all the way, and if you're not enjoying it, then that's a long slog. But this is a, you know, 90, 96-minute film. That's true. The runtime is determined. You, you'll be done. You'll be given something in a fixed period of time that you weren't expecting, that you can enjoy, that you can appreciate, and people just aren't doing that. And I, I can understand from, you know, the, the film and the trailer aren't innocent in all this because if a trailer's meant to sell you on a film, then that is what you want to watch. But I don't, it's, it's just a, it's, it's kind of like a catch-22. It's just oh, yeah. something you can't win in. But now that we're here in 2018, going on 2019 even, we, we know better. And we're telling you that we know better and that now you know better. And now you, this is the conclusion, can watch Collateral Beauty. (laughs) Thank you. What's your rating? I give Collateral Beauty the only rating that I can give it. Love that lives no matter what. Great. Now, Luke, let's hear from you. Okay, so the trailer... Hello, hello, here I am. The closer the, it gets to the microphone, the trailer the it gets. and the um, inherent lie within so, it. So, Bartek, Jeff Goldblum's career is pretty great. Oh right? boy, can I get in on this? <laughs> <laughs> no, get you on. Um, the inherent lie in the trailer did not bother me over much because I watched the movie first. But obviously, you know, back in the day, people would have seen that first and taken away a wholly different impression. Um, I think you can look at it in different ways. You can look at it as you know, oh man, they 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 more or less lied to us. We came in under false. And under a wrong impression or you can see it as like as a clever kind of gotcha moments like subverting audience expectations that's always been a big thing it's not a bad thing but um i know not everyone's gonna look at it that way uh, as to the actual movie itself um the thing is with such a great cast i and such a short runtime relatively i feel like uh, it was spread a bit thin 
feel like we didn't get enough out of everyone. I mean, Helen Mirren, mm. Edward Norton, uh, they probably did, but others... There wasn't as much of a balance of getting no, Yeah, out, I right? agree. Yeah, like, okay. uh, the guy playing Time, I feel like... I swear, he was only in it for, like, three scenes, it felt you like. You didn't have enough time with him? <laughs> yes. That's pretty Your clear, jokes actually. will be the death of me, but I do love them. Um, overall, I did enjoy this movie, although... Um, you love it? I don't want to say I loved it. But it's an appreciated masterpiece, right? Did you death it? I he timed it. Need though. more time. I <laughs> he was like, it's <laughs> Oh man, we're still here. It's um, an hour and thirty-six minutes. And the fourth thing, seconds. did you? F- and this is a verb, I guess. Did you funky stares it? <laughs> oh, I funky stared all the way to the top. He Am funky stared it like he yeah. had a funky stare. I, you know yeah, an unbroken gaze. Um, here's the thing. Like this was, this would have been. I say would have been. Would have been a great opportunity for Will Smith to show us more of those uh, sort of like emotions and uh, characteristics that he he sort of kind of touched on in Pursuit of Happiness but again mm. shorter runtime and having to divvy up screen time between a lot of main characters um you really get that opportunity I'm not yeah. saying I didn't believe it but I'm saying like if we'd had more it's time, Edward Norton's fault he didn't get an Oscar I, 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 yeah. guess, it's, I guess it's tough with Will Smith because that one was like based on a true story yeah so there yeah, was so, a lot more yeah you know, it was a lot more of him yeah um at any rate uh, I did enjoy this outing although I can see why uh, we talked about this before we started recording how this film showed at Sundance, and it was kind of at the uh, the tail end of the whole um, pe- uh, people liking, uh, like the whole Sundance breakout hit. Yeah, and people were sort of like not really appreciating the sort of because um, there are so sort many of movie like indie films coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, with, with this really message good, about yeah. life and the living of it, and I can kind of see that because it didn't really do anything to distinguish itself from other films in that genre. At any rate, I did enjoy it. I give it a Will out of Smith. I knew we were going to go there. Thank you. I didn't. You know, you know, there's an alternative universe in which this movie is the exact same, but it's Seth Green as Will Smith's character. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. Bartek, what did the internet have to share yes. with us on the majesty that Good was job. collateral beauty? The first comment is, I, Seth Green, should have been the main character. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's weird because it's actually from Will Smith. Willard. Yep. Yeah, Will Smith is short for Willard. Yeah, like Larry is short for Latholomew. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the first comment from YouTube, I got them from the trailer, is you cannot deny Will Smith an Oscar nomination after seeing that trailer. Hashtag Oscar so white. Ha ha ha. True. You cannot do it, but they did. The winner is, <laughs> the winner is La La Land. <laughs> what? Sorry, guys. It's actually Moonlight. Come on. Yeah, you gaslighted me, Ryan. The next (laughs) comment is, I guess some people only live their lives to dislike whatever videos they come across on YouTube. That's true, man. That seems oddly... um, They're parasites, we call them. Annoyed about... I wonder if they leave that sort of comment on other videos. Dude, that's from Will Smith. Uh, From his YouTube channel, Will Smith. Dot YouTube. Can't dot be com. There's no can, the, can, that comment contained nothing. Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> My son is Jaden, and I'm disappointed. Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. <laughs> the next comment. The next comment is more great film. For those that thought differently that the trailer was misleading, obviously did not understand the film in its entirety. The critics have failed at their jobs yet once again. <laughs> Never once again. <laughs> Never have I listened... I think you just need one of those. You don't need both. <laughs> yes, but I'm reading it as it's written. No, no, I'm saying it to the person who wrote this. Yeah. 
The critics have failed at their jobs yet once again. Never have I listened to critics, and for that I was rewarded. Love as if time does not exist and you will not fear death. That's not bad. Helen Mirren wrote that, I know. No funky stares, though. Yeah, not as much as a thing. So, any more things you got for us? I've got two more comments and an IMDb review. Hit me in the groin. Sorry, I was about to say nothing, but actually the first word is... I thought you were getting excited about my groin. (laughs) Hit me in the groin. (laughs) Something I would watch. (laughs) Will... But but did you? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Something I would watch. Will will not have another good movie. I mean, ever. The critics... The critics won't let him. He reminds me of the line from Bad Man. Quote, Die a hero or live long enough. Toil, see yourself become a villain. The critics will not allow one man to win for so long. Okay, then. Uh, you know that from Bad Man? <laughs> I thought for a sec of Bartek that comment was like, he reminded me of that line. And it was like, the character was called that line. Yeah, it's weird. The D is nowhere next to the T button on the yeah. keyboard. <laughs> We're looking at it Maybe right now. on an Apple product. I don't know. I don't have an Apple computer next to me. Let me know. Apple.com.au.stevejobsdead. Hashtag Stevejobs. Hashtag Hail Satan. Come also, the, that comment never had a closing quotation, so they're still saying the quote to this day. I'm uh, just assuming the next review is actually their review continuing on. Well, the final uh, comment that I've got is... What a great film to go see for Christmas! We need a heartwarming, eye-awakening movie at a time like this. Three happy heart eye emojis. I can't wait, I'm so excited! Thank you to everyone involved, especially heart emoji, Will Smith heart emoji, for this marvellous gift! Okay, I'm pretty sure a, a, a really happy teenager wrote that. Willow, I know that's you. <laughs> I sense you in the You're force. You're like, thank God, Daddy, you made something good for once. And now I've come to the IMDb review that I've selected for this What episode. is this? Some kind of staple of the show? I hope this is as good as that one. <laughs> I was like, ah, take that, you idiot. <laughs> Gee, that's one of my favourite ones. I've gone back and reread that one. Which can one? You, can you From Monkey it? Bone. Oh my god. Right, yeah. I was there for Hen- that, and Henry it was Selleck, you stupid bastard. <laughs> yeah, take that. With the IMDb reviews, I think one of my favourites is still Tyler Lee Jewell. Oh, of course. What but, a saint. But for ones that aren't grammatically, you know, awful... Oh, you mean that one's up the there. one from oh, yeah. Zoom is pretty good. <laughs> he loves he loves Star Trek almost as much as he loved crack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, IMDb uh, reviews are great. Let's see this one. <clears throat> wow, to the negative reviewers and the, for the general public. So that title, I'll just say it again, is Wow to the negative reviewers and for the general public. Negative. Negative. is an Asian woman all along. Yeah, she is. Mm. I'm wondering if was that a typo by me or was that actually the type I think I copy pasted so I think yeah it's but like, don't take responsibility. At any rate. Yeah. And it's got a full stop at the end too. It is from the fourth of March two thousand seventeen and it is an eight out of ten review. Pretty exactly. high, pretty right, high. Right, and it has right. a warning for spoilers. Spoiler, Luke, in case you haven't seen or heard anything about the movie. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. I better look alert. up to see if I've seen there are spoilers on my iPhone. Okay. Yeah. Check out your spoilers on your iPhone. Go on. All right. Right, cut out that part where Luke looked at his iPhone for an hour. Let's just come to the review. Okay. Right. Right. Just Three, two, one. <clears throat> there we go. 
To the person looking for an honest review, just the person, one person, first, this film, in my opinion, is fantastic. That's true. It is well-crafted, mm-hmm. well-directed, mm-hmm. and well-acted. Yeah. Normally, I will follow the ratings on IMDb quite closely and rarely enjoy a film below a 7 unless it is about something I am truly interested in. Uh, you're a killjoy, aren't you? Now, I admit that on first viewing, the film might seem a little confusing, but if you're willing to watch it again... Will Smithing then you can see how truly remarkable it is oh. and how it was truly done a disservice by its marketing, in brackets, ironic much. <laughs> but in the marketing's defence, this film is hard to market without spoiling something. So I have to watch this film twice for it to be good. Dude, dude, dude. It's artistic cinema. Come. So instead of trying to keep everything a secret, they expose everything which is doubted because of the beginning. Please watch and figure out whether you like it or not yourself, instead of relying on the opinions of others who have nothing good to say about anything, and in brackets, i.e. the gen- <laughs> what? I forgot about this. In brackets, i.e. the general gaming community. <laughs> what? Where did that come from? Hashtag Gamergate. <laughs> now, if you're, wrong you're, reading this without... Wait, wait, wait. Is it your as in... Is it your thing? Yeah, your. Oh, no. Not Y-O-I-E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, as in, like, days of your. Yeah. No, 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 the possessive you're. Now, if if you're reading this without seeing the movie, I would highly suggest not reading farther because this is where the major spoilers will be stated. Watch out, guys! Watch out, radioactive man! Three, two, one! Spoiler alert! Yay! On first watch, you might come to believe that love, death, and time are just actors being hired by the assholes trying to take <laughs> the business away from Howard. <laughs> <laughs> or you will yeah, come assholes. to believe that they are actually who they pretend to be, but be confused to why they needed to come in contact with Wit, Claire, and Simon and create something so complicated. Answers. They are who they portray, and not only are they affecting Howard, but helping all the others around him. That's right. Death talks to Simon, who is dying. Time talks to Claire, who is done trying to have who is done trying to have a kid because she doesn't believe she has time, Love talks to Wit, who struggles because he feels like he is loosing the love of his daughter love and, his, like and is trying to give up on her. Everything they are saying starts to now make sense, and the fact that Death talked to Howard's wife also makes sense. Is that it? That's it. That's it. That was so beautiful. Not even like a so yeah. Anyway, uh, th- that was beautiful. That was like collateral beauty, but the review. Mm. I like that the, was... bit of that, the gaming community. <laughs> Those gamers are that at was... collateral beauty's throat yet again. They're, Luke... they're all like collateral beauty. Is that an <coughs> FPS? <laughs> Luke, as always, a pleasure to have you Thank on you, talking Thank about you, another unappreciated masterpiece. It's been good. It's been beautiful collaterally. <laughs> what, what was the cause? Luke appearing. That's oh, the cause. And the effect was beauty. No, the effect was him being here all along. Oh. Guys, 
guys, as always, you have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. We are on all the social medias except for MySpace and Instagram and Bebo and Tumblr and... Well, Tumblr won't exist by the time this episode comes out. Well, no, <laughs> oh, we hot take. You would probably get, you know, highlighted as not safe for work. Yeah, we've got a lot of porn to post. we got female presenting nipples. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we can't be allowed. Yeah, that's a thing, right? Yes, that's I know, yes. So This is very topical. <laughs> uh, topical? This will age like fine wine next year oh when my. Tumblr is now called Chrysler. <laughs> so, guys... Well, they make a car-themed blog. If you want to... Give us a review. Give us one on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever platforming site allows it because we're on all the podcasting platforming sites from the Stitcher, the Google Play, the Spotify, Luke. Wow. Really? On Spotify. I Heart the that? Radio. I Heart Radio. radio. We're even on uh, everyone's favorite, Stitcher. Ah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to jump in and be like, well, obviously, right? Stitcher. Everyone loves Stitcher. We're on YouTube, on all of that. As always, guys, remember to be kind to each other. And you said it earlier, but our email is spitandpolished at gmail.com. Yes, it is. What was the line, Luke? I think this was a mistake. Yeah. You want me to build you up to that? I was supposed to be the very last line. Well, I'll build you up to it so it sounds natural instead of being like... Uh, Luke, what was it what? again? There I was, think this is uh, a mistake. Yeah, yeah, hang on. So, yeah, so yeah, let's right. do let's 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 do this, okay? We're building up to Luke's dramatic cliffhanging line that will end the episode. So, okay. we need to build the atmosphere. Bartek and I will build the atmosphere. All right, stop building. So, so Bartek and I have just entered the room, but the light's not on. Ryan, I'm gonna turn on the light. Click. Ah, the light's on. Hey, Ryan, that episode we did just now, you know, it was pretty good, but I have to, I actually have to admit. There was the part where I told you to shut the fuck about Star Trek. I'm I'm really sorry about that. I I regret completely. Sorry. Okay, it was great. Too mean. I and you know what? Actually, the the film we I think we talked about it a little shit. Come to think of it, but we had a good point about the time guy. But except, you know, I I don't think we did him justice. Yeah, man. No, I, I I totally agree with that. And I just realized I I. I'm speaking and I'm not really giving you a chance to speak. That's so okay, I'm, man, because man. I've got so much to stay, say about Star Trek now that you've apologized for. Oh, Dude, oh, there's, a bit, there's a bit in Star uh. Trek. There's an actual episode. This is a great episode, by the way, in which uh, Reg Barkley, who's a uh, uh, phobia... F- like he's afraid of everything he's in the transporter beam and he sees a thing inside the transporter beam and he's convinced there's an alien monster inside of the transporter like when you're being transported and it takes the whole episode for them to figure out yes there is indeed monsters inside the transporter beam it's just such a great episode yeah, cool yeah you know, I'm just are you done so like I was um, waiting for Luke to come in and um, be like um, Ryan, at least you've talked about start. There's nothing else to say. No, so. there's nothing else to yeah. say. I think we yeah. we really nailed this one on the head. You know, there, that, that, you know? that did remind me of an episode of Saved by the Bell, though, where oh, like, Screech thought that he was an I alien. I think this was a mistake. <laughs>